BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Alrighty, what is up, Gypsy Gang? We are back for another episode of the Gypsy Tales podcast, and this one comes to you in a bit of a roundabout fashion, I guess you could say. Uh, me and Dan Kirby recorded a podcast together about a month ago, but we spoke split a bottle of Jameson, probably got a little bit weird, some stories started coming out that uh, neither of us really wanted on the internet forever. So uh, Dan went back to Melbourne, had a good hard look at himself, uh, and then he flew back up to the Gold Coast for take two, where we only had a sip of Jameson each this time around, uh, and we recorded a fantastic podcast together. Dan Kirby is uh, he's a drummer for Bliss and Esso. He's a drummer for 28 Days, was in Behind Crimson Eyes. Uh, he's one of those guys that obviously like he's super great as a drummer, but he just seems like he is kind of behind everybody and like a, just a real big supporter and motivator to a lot of people in my crew, uh, particularly Sam Moore. Uh, so yeah, he's just kind of always been like that guy that's like always around. He's always down to take your phone calls. He's always there to encourage you. Uh, he has one of the best outlooks on life. He's got a crazy work ethic. Uh, and he's, yeah, he's a, just a really, really, really good dude. Uh, and I'm super excited to introduce him to the Gypsy Gang today with this podcast. And this definitely won't be his last appearance on the show. I uh, just need to give a shout out to our show sponsors. Uh, first Cab off the ranks, the homies at Nobby Underwear. Um, I just got my Halloween undies in the mail. I will be rocking them. Is it tonight? Tomorrow night? I'll be rocking them on Halloween for show. Uh, basically, you can get on the Nobby Nation yourself by just going to nobby.com. You sign up. It's 20 bucks a month. And you get a fresh pair of undies in the mail every single month. It's that simple. Uh, hundreds of members of the Gypsy Gang have uh, joined up. And all I get is positive feedback about it. And that's for very good reason. Like there's just literally no negatives to it. Uh, super flexible um, subscriptions. Just go on their website, have a look around uh, and you will not be disappointed. Uh, you also won't be disappointed if you take your current mobile phone number and you switch it to Boost Mobile. Uh, it's a pretty easy process. Basically, you just buy a $2 SIM, you call the guys up, they'll get your number changed over and then you don't have to worry about any of the BS anymore. Uh, I've been through so much uh, dramas with phones, uh, partly because of my gypsy DNA um, and just not really dealing with that stuff very well, like when it comes to like international travel and all that. So for me, with my 
said DNA, it's just so much easier for me to be on a prepaid network. Uh, with Boost, I get as much data as I need. I only have to just pay that one fee every month uh, and it's just easy, it works. And it's on the full Telstra 4G network. So you have the benefit of being on Australia's biggest network uh, with none of the contractual obligations. It's a really insane deal. Uh, and they are one of our best partners and uh, they just make my life a lot easier. Um, and again, a lot of the Gypsy Gang have already switched over to that as well. Um, we've got some really cool sponsor announcements coming soon, finalizing a couple of really great deals. Hopefully that's going to be beneficial to everybody, um, not just the show itself. Um, as always, I just try and partner with brands that I really trust, I really believe in, and I really, uh, I really do use. Um, that's it for the show. You can follow us on Instagram at Gypsy Tales Podcast. Please like and subscribe our uh, videos on YouTube. That is a massive help to us. Uh, and yeah, just like massive stuff coming over the next month. It's going to be ridiculous. Um, I'm getting in some sleep now because I'm just probably not going to be sleeping for the month of November. Uh, we've got the New Zealand trip. Then we've got OzX Open. We've got all the stuff that is in between. Uh, and then we are going to yeah close out the year and get ready for 2020, which is crazy to think. Um, but yeah, thank you to everybody for listening to the show. Uh, this one with Dan Kirby is an absolute perler, uh, mainly because Dan Kirby himself is an absolute perler. Uh, so yeah, I'm excited for everyone to hear this one and uh, introduce the man, the myth, the legend, DK. Dan Kirby. Hey. Welcome back, mate. Brother, thanks for having me back, bro. Yeah, no, this is funny. This um, is the first one that we've had to redo at well, a guest request. Can you explain what happened? Well, listen, last time I was up here, I was up here with 28 Days. It was the second last show of our tour with Body Jar. And I flew in very excited with this bottle of uh, Jamison. <laughs> and that's pretty much all that remains. Yeah. And uh, look, man, we had a fun time. We had a very fun chat. And, and look, I don't, I don't condone... Pla um, drinking before gigs so never, you don't normally do that never, eh? that was like the first never. time you were drunk before a I, gig. i've done it twice in my life the first time i was playing songs backwards that was with 28 days i was like putting the punk beat the snare in the wrong spot and i'll turn that was probably eight nine years ago yeah and then this time i was just so excited to come and see my buddies up on the gold coast and uh just got carried away man just got fair up it. got fair up it, and then kind of arrived to the show and the boys were like oh my god you uh you murdered it though because Sammy was sending me videos yeah. like I because I had to pack where did I go I went camping right after that yeah so I had to pack and then yeah. the whole time I'm I'm there packing you're just there just <laughs> just going for oh, it oh dude it was it was like oh man now I've got to go I've got mm. to get up and do it I got through it it was fine was it a good show in the end yeah it was good man it was at the it was at the goal what's it called uh, Cool and Gatter Hotel Pink Hotel yeah yeah Cool and Gatter Hotel it's one of the coolest spots going Sick, at the moment man. Eh? been doing gigs there forever yeah it's, it's a good size room you know it's a good vibe uh, it was a good gig um, it was just hard work yeah. that's why I don't I just can't do it I've could you feel a difference oh huge yeah. slow, I'm just slow yeah right. like everything just feels slow like sometimes when I play and I'll like freestyle like little fills and stuff you know and it's easy it's forget about it no you just... have a few of them and it's just like everything just slows down so i was like oh, i just got it because i got a click track in my ear yeah right so i like i start the song and it goes and i have to stay in time to the click like yeah. if you're not a drummer that's that's what we're doing most of the time right so i'm staying on it and a lot of our songs are like just yeah just hanging in there but um yeah got through it fine man but yeah probably never do that again 
Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cautionary tale. Pro- probably never do that again. Uh, yeah. Have you have you watched um speaking of click tracks, have you yeah. ever watched the Sound City documentary? I the, have. I Dave, have. And Dave Grohl's talking about drumming to a click track for the first time while yeah. recording Smells Like Teen Spirit. Yeah. That was where I was introduced to the whole concept of a click track. Right. Because, like, some drummers, it's like, is it a bit of an ego thing to, like, not play to a click track in some scenarios? Wow. That's a good question. Epic question, man. Um, yeah, so, some people say they, they don't want to do it. it is, you're right, it is. It's a little Just bit a of bit an of ego, ego thing. thing yeah. yeah, yeah, fully, man. Um, basically, it's really hard to do. So like to it, not play to a click. No, nah, it's really hard to play to a click. Uh, yeah. So it really just exposes you. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. But then some people say it's better to not play without it and have a little more feel. But guys who are really good will play to it, and then you can kind of play Wonder. a little bit behind it, yeah. a little bit in front of it, right on it. Yeah. But generally, if you if you want to be really really good and useful, you know, in in lots of different situations, like because a lot of the time you're playing live to a click. Yeah. Right, you you want to be really good at it. Yeah. If you can't play to a click, you're gonna get a gig and they're gonna go right. Here's the back ends. You got to play to it and you're done. Yeah. It's game over. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then you can sit there and say, oh, you don't have any feel. You know, to the click, the click's bad. But then it's just you just can't do it. Because I can see it being like I'm not into the drumming world. I yeah. know a bit of stuff about it because of the film work that I've done with yeah. bands and recording, like watching them record albums and touring and stuff. Yeah. So that's like my only real exposure. Yeah. But you can kind of hear the way that people talk about it. It's yeah. like, it's kind of feels like that's like one of the contentious points of drumming, right? In the industry. Yeah. yeah. I mean, cause technically what a drummer's supposed to do is, is be the, be click, the track. click track. Yeah. And that's what they, they, they still are that. And that's what they were initially. A good drummer back in the day would hold the band together. Yeah. And you, you know, you might sway slightly throughout songs, you know, depending on what the song is and what style it is and things like that. Um, so there's arguments to that, but I mean, you can build a, a, a click in to slow down in certain spots and you yeah. can follow that when you're doing it, you know? Yeah. But ideally you want to be able to play to the click, especially with modern music, man, like heavy bands and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Pop bands, it's all just it's backing track loaded. If you can't play to a trick, uh, to a click, it's, you're in big, big strife. Yeah. yeah. The, the whole, um, that I could see the, the arguments to it because with this, like Smells Like Teen Spirit yep. they were basically like the doco was like Grohl would start out on time yep. and as the, they got into it because they were recording that album live yeah oh shit I just lost my fucking thing don't worry about it Mick just leave it there yeah fuck it she'd be right it's only, <laughs> my, right, it's only my camera she'd be right mate um, yeah so like they was they recorded it live yep. so then as like you've got fucking Kurt Cobain as your yeah. singer in a recording studio and yeah. he's getting into it it's like the whole band it's just like it just starts like speeding up a bit yeah 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 and it like it that it's like that's cool as fuck mm. but then on the recorded version of that song yeah. that beat is such like a fuck you, when you hear that smells like teen spirit drum track it, yeah. it's so like energetic and vibing yeah is but, that, yeah yeah and it's but it's like you feel like it's just about to go yeah but it sort of does it just it keeps yeah. you there i mean and that's, and there's, that's beautiful yeah. in a way too a hundred percent is beautiful and, and there's lots of beauty in that and and to that point like some of the songs of 28 days we don't do to a click because yeah. it just feels better without one yeah right it just feels a little just flows a bit better some of those earlier fast punk songs yeah. we do um yeah so so that's definitely there's definitely truth in that and i do and i like the fact that um so i'd see lincoln park they were, that's mm. like one of my favorite yeah, bands sick. of all time yeah so i saw them probably 15 times over the space of the last 
eight, nine wow. years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Heaps, man. Sick. Yeah. yeah, they were like one. Me and my business partner in America, like that was it. But both of ours, we didn't even know that was just our favorite band. Yeah, and so we just follow them around, Such a good basically band. wherever they were at. Yeah, and you can hear some songs, they'd speed up live, and yeah. the same with like AFI. Yep. Like you'd hear that Davey would do like songs that are sort of slower album tracks yep. but live they were just fucking pumping. punk songs yeah. again you yeah know? they're pumping yeah. so i can see yeah. the merit to recording with a click yeah and especially a song like T- smells like teen spirit yeah because it, then it's like it's almost like it adds an extra dimension of like going to a live show like you get fully. to see the live version fully fully that, yeah that's definitely correct and and the other side like there's a very fine line there and, yeah. and that's an art in itself doing it without a click and doing it really well like that yeah. you know and bringing everyone's energy together and everyone like that's that's quite advanced to be able to do that you know what I mean like there's a lot of kind of younger guys I teach drums a lot of kind of younger guys will come to and they'll be like oh we don't do a click to this song that's because like the verse is like super fast and then the chorus is super slow and when you kind of try to put it together it's like oh this, yeah. is, this is a mess this yeah. is a hot mess but like yeah if you're really really good you know and the band's really really good and there's a vibe there yeah yeah you don't you don't necessarily need to click at all so it, yeah. as like a you do um a lot of drum lessons like yep. as a as a coach yeah what do you call yourself a coach a teacher teacher yeah professor yeah <laughs> professor of the drum <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah like as a as a um professor yeah are you <laughs> nice, man. are you yeah. trying to encourage like young drummers to like to play to a click. learn to the click oh hell yeah man yeah so yeah. that's like just a fundamental practice pretty much yeah i didn't jump onto it until i was probably 17 so yeah the thing, right. I, I learned drums off my dad from when i was like three like just a little kid all the way up to like say 17 and then I was going into the studio and he's like, you know, the click track, get on it. And I'd try it and I just couldn't do it. Mm. And I was like, man, there's no way people do this. There's mm. no way you do all of this complicated stuff and you have to kind of hold it together with the click. But then once you bring the click into it, all of the complicated stuff makes more sense because you learn more about time yeah. and what hits go in where and how it's supposed to sound and how it's supposed to feel. Because yeah. A lot of the time you'll rush, you'll be playing and there's a hard thing and you and you play it really fast because in your head you're like, shit, here comes the hard bit. Yeah. You know, and then you come out kind of in the wrong spot. Yeah. But when you have a click, it kind of guides you. Yeah. And you can't rush. You're like, oh man, it's actually not that hard. It's not that fast. So I imagine it's one of those things that, yeah, it's like at the start, it's, it's like trying to run in new shocking. shoes or something. Yeah. Yeah. And I then, this is horrific. I'll never do this. Yeah. Yeah. As if there's no way people do this. Yeah. But then as it doesn't take long man it takes a couple of months of trying and then easy yeah the whole know? um the from my time touring with issues yep and we so we were touring with like bring me the horizon pierce of our yep. issues and oh sleeping with sirens yes yeah, so we're around those guys for like a solid year and a half yep. all the time and yeah, um huge. it was yeah. so fucking rad to see what goes into a live show with uh like sound check as well oh. i was like what the fuck is sound yeah. like <laughs> you'd think it was just a band's chance to practice yeah but it's like all of the oh, different EQs, the ears like it's how so much in depth, it's man. fucking crazy it's so in depth in depth yeah it's um so much goes on man just to just to make a show happen mm. so there's so much to it and and to be a good tight band and to put on a good performance and you know there's there's heaps going on yeah. man. people just have no idea about yeah well like we were just at grasses greener on the weekend yeah. with the guys from nobby yeah and the veronica's was basically like mm. they would you know how rappers just like well ad lib over their yeah. backing track basically yeah i felt like that's what the veronica's were doing yeah right and it's like after seeing so much of 
the touring stuff. Yeah. Like to hear a band that has, you know, you can hear the backing tracks yep. that they've got. You can hear like, oh, that, that dude's not really drumming. And, you know, right. like you can hear so much different yeah. stuff when you've sort of seen like... That's crazy, man. A I've, band I've, that's crazy good I've, at that. I've just been talking to their drummer, Andy. Yeah, right. Yeah, over the last couple of days. Um, I wonder if it is a heavy backing track then that they yeah, sing to. Yeah, it would be. It'd be heavy backing, but there'd be li- there's, a, there's live drums and I think there's keys as well. Yeah. And they actually well, did the, have... Their band sounded live. Oh, their but band's there's, the there's some that yeah. they just don't like. They're not even making well, sounds, you know? Like, I've been to see some rappers, uh, like, say, Post Malone. Yeah. Like, I love Post Malone. I went to see his live show, man, and, like, I just left halfway through it. Oh, really? Oh, it's, it's, dude, there's one dude on stage with a bunch of backing, and he, I think yeah. he was drunk or something. And I was yeah. like, oh, man. And, like, I was the oldest dude there. Yeah. As, like, little, you know, 16-year-old. I was going, this is sick. Yeah. And I was just kind of watching it going, oh, man, this is boring. Yeah, they don't know any better, though, huh? But that's just a personal preference thing, yeah. you know. Uh, he's a boss but for me like I lo- I'm a drummer I like yeah. to see a drummer and I like to see interaction of people on stage and yeah. and that kind of thing you know what I mean did you stay and watch Jaden Smith did you see him nah. perform before nah nah fuck nah. he was good was he oh yeah <laughs> I, nah I think wow. he played first yeah okay. yeah nah I, I, I didn't get there for yeah, that yeah we I was I actually like his shit yeah I think he's actually one of the more dope rappers yeah I, I haven't I haven't I haven't heard him really yeah oh damn man I did see he's like Tesla hanging at Coachella though, yes. or whatever that was, the flying yeah. Tesla. That's yeah. pretty sick. Yeah, he's got a film clip where it's like basically just like him and his Tesla and he's dancing. Yeah, right. But yeah, he <laughs> he was fucking rad. But yeah, I think yeah. He, I think you're right. We saw posts as well. Yeah. But um, the best bit, he pulled out a guitar and, and yep. played guitar and sung, and it was sick. Yeah. I was like, oh man, that's that's unreal. It's hard. Like, I always wonder about because I'm not even a fan of rap shows where it's like, say, it's uh. Uh, like, well, you guys saw um, Wu-Tang Clan recently, right? I didn't, I think. Oh, so you weren't there nah. when Sammy oh, saw Oh, Sammy them? saw them in X Games or something. Yeah, you saw the Rolling Stones though with Yeah, Sammy, I saw the you? Rolling Stones uh, with Sammy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How was that, actually? That was sick, Stop man. all the combo. Yeah, how yeah, was the Rolling yeah. Stones? Well, Sammy calls me on the day of the gig. I didn't even really know what was happening. He's like, what are you uh, doing today, bro? <laughs> I'm like, oh, nothing. Well, why? He's like, well, I've got a spare ticket to the Rolling Stones at the Rose Bowl. Like, he was going to give it to the dude he's made over there but his mate's missus was having a baby it's like just got this free like $900 ticket the full come up full come up man it was sick we actually got lost on the way there we ended up driving through South Central full through the middle of South Central it was G-H-E-T-T Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it was sick. Like, we were just like, Jesus, this is taking a long time, man. We looked yeah. across, we're like, it's like, welcome to South Central. Like, fuck, dude, I think we're in South Central right yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, the gig was sick, man. Rose Bowl sold out, like, 90,000 people. Heaps of, like, kind of, like, good-looking grannies, to be honest, man. Yeah. Like, There's a, a bunch cr- of them in Cali. Dude, the crazy crowd, like, like you know, like, <laughs> 60-year-old, like, plastic surgery like you know good Proper looking grannies out, yeah. man <laughs> that's the thing that I took away I was like fuck there's a lot of good looking grannies here tonight man this is nuts uh, I, haven't, I haven't seen that we don't get that at a 28 days gig or a B&E the good looking grannies it. haven't come out yet dude I, I wonder if the 28 days probably still will be recording when their fans are old enough to be grannies 100% grannies. So, so we make a joke now or Jay the singer makes jokes he's like you know the group he wrote this funny little rap one on tour. He's like, the groupies are four kids deep. You know, that was one of his lines. And then like that, that literally, they're not group. We've yeah. all got partners and shit, yeah. right? But, um, you know, it's definitely, that's all mamas coming to the gigs now, which is sick. You Fuck know, yeah. I mean, 28 days are coming out the other end, really. Yeah. Like it's a credit to the band because they've been around for ages and I joined them probably 10, nine, 10 years ago. Yeah. 
So they were one of my favourite bands in high school. That's oh, so I, I, Fuck, I used to listen to them every day. Like, I'd would do my hair listening to 28 Days. Upside Down is one of the sickest rec records ever. Like, punk meets hip-hop. Yeah. It was ahead of its time. They were, so ahead They were of fucking time. unreal, you know, and they still are. But, like, that album was amazing. So I was fully into that, but... Um, yeah, anyway, so, so long story short, man, we haven't put music out for years. Yeah. And we're still doing good shows. Yeah. You know, and... It's a legacy band of a, it's a, like it's a legacy, band. legacy band. Yeah, I mean, it's very hard to freaking be a legacy band. In you know, Oz. Oh, dude, yeah, it's not a real big place. I guess it's hard to do it in general, mm. but then to do it in like a smaller place. Because yeah. really you've got like, you'd have like Silverchair, yep. which obviously they're still not, they're not yep. doing stuff together. Grinspoon, yep. 28 yeah. Days, like you've Body Jar. Friend, body Jar, Friends Were On, 28 yes. Days, Airy 7, um... You know, those kind of bands, they're the kind of the ones that have stuck it. It was stuck a, it such out. a sick era was. of music, and wasn't it? And that's why like, it, was, it, was such a, it was such a good group of bands and it was such a cool scene back yeah. then, you know what I mean? And Plus they had like, well, you got to think you had Big Day Out. Yeah. So that was... Main stage, Big Day Out, all those yeah, bands. Like yeah. in front of huge crowds. It was that era, you know what I mean? And it was real music. It was, there was no back in really. It was, yeah. it was real and... Um, and the songs were really good and that's why like say 28 Days has got some really good songs that's why we can still play now yeah because if you're kind of like a scene type band that's cool for a bit yeah you don't you know it it lasts longer when you have a really good song especially main mainstream radio songs yeah, yeah. and you think now like I I love the whole SoundCloud rap thing mm. like that I am super into that mm. world but the music sucks. Yeah. In terms of like the Production content and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, it's pretty basic. And it's like even with Post Malone, like his first stuff is so sick, mm. and then it it seems like it just becomes harder to rap about or like make songs about anything other than like money, cars, <laughs> hoes, or losing <laughs> friends because you're famous now. It's like yeah, 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 it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. and you could see it with Fifty Cent. Yeah. It was like get rich or die trying. I'm rich and my music sucks now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's like, what you don't needs, have that there much. There needs to be substance there, man. Well, I mean, obviously there doesn't need to be substance yeah, because a because lot of those working. guys are fucking killing it, yeah. you know. And that, uh, and it's it's just like we're getting older. Like, I listen to some of that. I'm like, fuck, they're not even talking about anything. There's no message in this. It's just, there's a lot, not, not anyone in particular, but a lot yeah. of the stuff you mentioned is, there's not much in it. Mm. There's no message. There's no positive uplifting thing or there's not, not even necessarily a story mm. it's just rapping about money and cars and bitches and hoes and like filthy shit which is fun because we which do is cool. love all the we, above, yeah we do like that's you know that's cool um but i mean it's, but i don't know to become a legacy band from that it's like yeah that's, that's gonna be tough it's a preference thing as well you might love people rapping about money and bitches and hoes you yeah. know but like when was dark side of the moon released like pink floyd i still listen to that album once a week yeah that it's was one of your classics. Yeah, like I wasn't even yeah. fucking born when that album came out. Yeah. And it's like, I a don't think lawyer. when I'm 65, I'll mm. be listening to White Iverson. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean? And it's just, yeah, it's just one of those things, man. What's size? 72. First of March, 73. 73, there you go. So like, that's way fucking older than me and I listen to it every week. Like, I, st- I think that's probably the best stoner album ever. It's sick. Like, it- Breathe in the Air is probably the most like my favourite stoner song yeah. of all time like there's just something about that you know what yeah, I mean like yeah, they yeah, just yeah. there's such a fucking vibe in that yeah. song yeah fully man but it's like that's the sort of yeah like that yeah. shit look how long it's lasted man exactly and it's just like you know things change 
music changes and and like we're, i'm kind of now the older guys like oh, what's this shit coming yeah. out on the radio <laughs> who are these kids with face tats i can't listen to triple j anymore <laughs> yeah, <I can't> <laughs> like, like i'm getting old like i walk in a general pants and i'm like fuck can't wear anything in here man like what's this op shop stuff like fuck i'm old this sucks <laughs> you know but same kind of thing with the music. Yeah. But I like some of the young, some of the new stuff coming out. Sick, you know, obviously. But it's just got such a short shelf life. Yeah, a lot of it does. Yeah, but I've been watching a bit of Takashi. You know, oh, I'm all about that. Just dude. like it's interest, like yeah. they're interesting. It's yeah. like the more interesting you are, the bigger you are, kind of thing. That whole world, like that's what I'm into. Like, that's mm. like my guilty pleasure. Mm. Like my reality TV yeah. these days, yeah, is like Takashi, yeah, Lil Pump, yeah, Lil like, Pump, Lil Pump, sick, yeah, all that yeah. shit. You know, like the the different beefs that go on, like yeah. him, him and J Cole, like yeah. the, the beef that they had, and mm. like you just see all like that whole rap rap culture to me is like yeah. so interesting and, and it's super interesting man that's Akashi stuff I chuck on TMZ whenever he pops up on yep. TMZ I'm on it it's, it's super interesting man fuck it's crazy with that stuff um, when do you reckon you first heard of Takashi? probably I'd say 18 months ago or something yeah not that long ago yeah What's up? was he still dropping music then yeah like? he was still dropping music I think it was before he did the song with Nicki Minaj yeah okay yeah so like the Gummo Cuda days yeah I, I don't even really know the names of the songs man. yeah like to be honest I don't really like his music at all Dude, he's got a couple of bangers does he have you heard it have oh, you heard? I'll, I'll chuck it on YouTube and just drive and listen yeah and be like oh yeah yeah, there's know, a, like I couldn't name a song yeah there's yeah. a couple good ones in there but so the dude that I follow pretty religiously mm. is a dude by the name of Adam 22 yeah, and I know he, Adam you know Adam Twenty Two, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, I follow his shit. So like, yeah. he did an interview. Can you go on his YouTube channel and just see when he did? He did a Takashi podcast. He's basically the dude that found like XXX Tanashion. Oh no way! Little Pump, Smoke Perp. Like he found all. Oh of them no dudes. way! Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, because I've seen him around. I didn't know what the deal was. Oh I, I just, yeah. I've seen him doing his vlogs and stuff. Yeah. But I didn't really know the backstory. Yeah. So he's he like the dude that. So yeah, six nine. So two interviews. So that I guess that's when I would have first seen him. Um, but yeah, so he did an interview with him. He did the, I think the first interview I ever listened to of Adam 22s was, um, the XXX interview. Yeah. And, um, so yeah, since then, like, that's what like got me into like, following this scene right. and you can see like little pump, um, yeah. uh, fucking like slump little God skies, schema, little skies yeah, like yeah, all yeah. those dudes that yeah. have um juice world like he's yeah. he put juice world and a little pump on a, t a no jumper tour right like ages ago but yeah. like it's been crazy to just watch that whole thing yeah. and then like it's crazy now with the whole takashi thing mm. i'm almost like pissed off at like tmz right J that true geordie dude yeah you know, the uk guy Dunno. Oh, he's sort of like the uk podcast guy right and now like everyone's covering it like it's this right main street and it's <laughs> yeah. like it just seems so <laughs> yeah like uh tabloidy yeah now. it's 100%, crazy 100 percent eh? is and he just full is. came from like the underground yeah it's just interesting shit you know like you dye your hair crazy colours you put crazy grills in you just get be a mad tattoos on your face and talk wild stuff it's like you're gonna get attention well it literally was just a meme like everything he did was a meme and it's like nuts, hey? he put like crazy illegal shit on Instagram yeah and everyone um, did you ever watch his breakfast club interview nah uh, 
So you don't have time, bro. Yeah, like, I reckon I I've time. I reckon I've watched bits of it. Yeah, <laughs> but he yeah I've seen snippets of it maybe. Yeah, Charlemagne's yeah. like yeah, yeah. basically just telling him like you're going to go to jail. Yeah, you're either going to die that. or you're going to yeah, go yeah, to jail. Yeah. And he's like he's like I can't be touched by it. like all the yeah. typical bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> and they're like watching it all unfold. And yeah. apparently he's going to be out like within a month Same. or two. Yeah, it's wild stuff, man. I'm too old for that. That's over my head, bro. Yeah, I know. Gnarly, though, eh? But uh, it is. It is. It's been crazy it's just crazy. to watch it. It has been. But that's like the new... It's like a movie. So the more wild you are, the, the more the kids love it. Yeah. And it's like the it's like the style of making that content yourself. Mm. Like he just made himself famous, mm. produced all his own content. Yeah, it's pretty... You can bang out some pretty good beats pretty easily these days. Yeah. Yeah. Do you ever do any like producing stuff? A little bit. A little bit. Yeah, I dabble in it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I've been doing this drum series um, where I travel around with Frank Zumo from Sum 41. I told you about that last time a little bit, but we've started this kind of drum travel-ish show. Travel means drums. Which the first one was fucking amazing, by the way. Really, We just kind of did that on the fly. Dude, the production of it was unbelievable. It's insane. I've got like, a secret weapon by the guy, Peter John. Yeah, Name okay. of Peter John. Yeah, he's my... So he's the film dude? He's the director, yeah. Yeah. He's, he's really good to work with, like... Um, so the story with that, how it all came about, Frank was coming to town with Sum 41 and we, we met each other at NAMM, that massive music conference um, earlier that year. Yeah. And Zildjian kind of linked us up. They're like, you should do something. Got chatting and I did this clip with Pete at Docklands in Melbourne ages ago and, and Frank watched it. And he's like, we should do something like that. Can you make mm. that happen? I was like, yeah, fuck yeah. Feel fuck like yeah, you can. Like, For you, Absolutely. Yes. I was like, we'll top it. Yeah. And then anyway, one thing led to another and kind of was like we're gonna do a crazy drum video but i was thinking like why like why would we go somewhere wild and create crazy footage like why are we playing in the front of in front of marvel stadium why are we playing Mm. at the front of luna park or whatever it might be and i kind of has to make sense so i was like fuck like get him over he's i've got him for three hours we'll grab him and i'll give him a tour of melbourne because he's just plane to plane to gig sound check you know, yeah. moving like that I'm like fuck it I'll, I'll grab him for three hours and give him the sickest three hours he's had on tour so fuck man put in like mad work to organise this crazy run on a super tight schedule picked him up in this sick like 1960s Thunderbird no picked, shit yeah picked him up I barely knew him like briefly man he picked him up took him to Hosier Lane the, the home of like street art in Melbourne and he's in this group called Street Drum Corps. He 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 started that like 15 years ago, like this huge kind of um, percussion group that have toured with Linkin Park, the toured with the yep. U's. They've done all this crazy shit, and like he's the guy, right? And what they do, they play bins, they play trash cans, they play all this wild stuff. So I was like, well, I'll take him down Hosier Lane, and we'll go and just fucking bask. I'll just mm. take him. We'll get some bins and we'll smash bins, and we'll we'll just on the fly and just see what happens. I don't know. We're both drummers. We'll yeah, come we'll up, figure we'll it out. Come up yeah. with something. So anyway, the day before, I'm sizing up the joint and there's this dude busking and I hit him up, this Spanish dude. I'm like, hey, I'm going to come down tomorrow with this this famous drummer and we're going to busk with you if that's cool. He's like, yeah, man, I'll be here, you know, I'll be here, sweet. So I was like, we don't need a permit because we're going to be with this bloke, right? And then we get down there the next day and he's not there. Uh, so, so do you need a permit to busk in Melbourne? Well, I was kind of looking it up. You need definitely need a permit. It's a $3,000 fine if, you just bus- if you're busking and you don't have a permit. Wow. You definitely need, definitely need one. But then we weren't really busking. We were just kind of making noise. It was just an exhibition. Yeah. So I kind of thought, oh, fuck it. We'll just go down for two minutes. If someone tells us to leave, we'll just leave. Yeah. And so it can went be down, part of it anyway. Yeah. We're smacking bins. And like, he's like, oh, I'll just, I'll show you some, some shit. 
I'll play this beat and you go nuts. So anyway, we did that. That went super well. Bang, wrapped it up. Fuck, the day before, booked a boat, right? This crazy 1920s boat. Yeah. Like, like me and the yeah. director, Pete, we're just sussing out stuff around Marvel Stadium and because we wanted the Docklands background. It's the best view of the city, I reckon. And um, anyway, this boat pulls up. I'm like, dude gets off. I'm like, hey, man, what's what's the go with this boat? Can I hire it? He's like, yeah, you can, you can hire it. I said, does anyone get on the roof? He's like, oh, if you do, I'll fucking kick you off. I said, does anyone play drums on the roof? He's like, nah, but you can if you want. Said, oh, that's Fuck it, mate, I'll book it. Fuck it, I'll book it tomorrow. You know, five to seven. Got yeah. two hours. He had parties either side. So anyway, we played down the alley, run to the van. I've got all the shit in the back. I've got two kids, power generator, fucking audio guy, two video guys, Frank Zuma and myself in the front, director in the back, cruise down to Crown, pull up. It's like a hundred meter hike to load to the boat. Fucking drag. You know, mm. pain in the ass. I'm like, all right, boys, let's just smash it. Let's get in there. Load it up. We have to wait till we get out of the city because there's low-lying bridges so we can't put the drums up we can't oh. set them up so it's like a half hour boat ride out we've only got two hours so we get out to the docklands get over the bumpy bit get into the docklands where it's flat and the dudes we start setting up set up set up set up and the driver's like we've got 15 minutes before i got to turn it around and take it back to pick oh, up the party no. got 15 minutes and I'm like alright we're set up everything's working sweet we sit down and I look at Frank I'm like what are you going to do? I'm like Oh, you haven't even heard the track yet because oh. I built the track like getting back to the producing stuff I had this loop to play to and he's oh. like he's like nah man I haven't I said oh, fuck come downstairs I'll show it to you sat down with him played him the track once he's just sitting there like this listening I'm like I'm gonna start and then you go and then here we both go and then I stop I do four bars you do four bars four bars four bars bang stop smash it at the end like literally that was the instruction he's like okay and I looked at him and I'm like you got it? I was like, you're, you're fucking good at this, aren't you? He's like, yeah. And I bang, went up, did it twice, used the second take. The first take was usable. Literally just smashed it, just kind of vibed off each other's drumming yeah. skills or whatever. You know, we kind of clicked. Bang, that was the first one. And then and then after it, we kind of had to go back, myself and Pete, and just like, it, it didn't really make sense what we were doing. We were just drumming in an alleyway and then we were drumming on the boat and there was kind of nothing linking it. Yeah. So I went back and, and pre-shot me talking to the camera saying, hey, you know, I was like the, the travel guide. Yeah. You know, hey, here we are, blah, blah, blah. So it all kind of made sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I just had didn't have those bits to link it. Yeah. Um, and that was one. And then we, Frank saw that and he's like, man, this is sick. He's like, we should do a travel we should travel drum show. Like, let's do it. So bam, lock me in, brother. Let's go. So we shot another episode in Long Beach, which hasn't come out yet. Yeah. With a sick drummer over there. So we've got two two rippers up our sleeve and, and working on the third one, which I think is going to tie into the AusX Open. Yes, yeah. sick. So, um, yeah, so that's hence why I'm up here. Yeah. So I'm, I'm up here, I'm jamming with Benny Gordon from Parkway Drive tomorrow. So Gold Coast now, head to par uh, Parkway Drive tomorrow yeah. and, um, and jam with Benny all day. And then a little bit on Wednesday too and then hopefully we've got something for Oz X. I feel pretty confident. De we'll definitely have something. Like, I'm, yeah. pretty, I'm pretty confident that between the two of us and, and the the crew of people we're working with and the production that the boys at the Oz X have and the production that we can provide and just what we can do together, I think we're going to come up with something that's going to be 
very very freaking cool i just fucking love every time i talk to you there's a new idea yeah. and like but you're not a dude that talks shit yeah, about yeah, it yeah. and never does it you yeah. always do it Execute. and it's always fucking crazy yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. like you've just got such a momentum Jeez, and an bro. energy that you bring to this shit yeah. and it's just like i'm never surprised yeah but yeah. I would never think of anything that you do. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, but cheers, it's so bro. rad. Cheers. Yeah, no, nah, man, I've always kind of had this thing where I'd think up the sickest ideas and it just to piss me off when I was younger because I'd think up these mad ideas and I'd be like, fuck, how am I going to execute it? Mm. Like, I don't have a platform. I don't have who I want to be able to work with. Like, I can't get to them yet. I don't have the platform to do this shit. And just drive me wild. Mm. So I've kind of been spending the last 10 years figuring out like I've kind of got the platform now but mm. between certain, you know, things that I do, companies I work with or bands I work with or bands I can work with, drummers I can work with, I kind of got it now. So it's just like, go and do it. Mm. Do you know what I mean? There's no real excuse not to do things anymore. Um, and man, along the way, you know, found guys who are awesome at what they do, yes. like Pete, my director, and, and link with him and then made a powerful little combo with, with our minds together that kind of then it works uh, out external guys will see kind of what we're done and whether they know me or not they'll be like man that's sick mm. and if you ask them to to be involved they're more likely to say yes because the, the product we're making so sick yeah they're gonna say fuck that's wicked i'll do that like i don't know you but what you're doing sick king yeah you know what i mean so yeah. that's kind of where we're, where we're going and and uh man i you know i just like doing it yeah i love doing shit like that it's fun you know what i mean that's it all just stems from that I just love having sick drumming ideas and executing them and just seeing what we can do. Like the OzX performance, so myself and Ben will be performing at the OzX together as like a drum duo, kind of drum off, drum duo type thing. Um, man, and I just think given that venue, given the event, given the demographic of the crowd, you know, like the Bliss and SO drummer slash 28 Days guy, versus the parkway drive drummer we're just in kind of hitting the, we're just in the demographic man it's yeah. like you got the heaviest that's every sick moto edit ever made yeah listen so parkway yeah know, 28 days yeah a few years ago it's yep it's you're hitting it so it's one of those things as well where drums are cool because they look so sick and there's so much physically going on like, and like energy like energy man crazy energy. energy yeah so like yeah i'm pretty confident that if you're coming to the ozx open you're going to leave and one of the things you'll talk about will be that moment, I I, I reckon. I reckon we're, we're going to pull out some fucking wild shit. I just fucking... <laughs> I literally... I love that shit with you. Yeah, dude, that you're like, like... You'll leave talking about yeah, what we're going to do. Yeah, I guarantee what, what's going to awesome. happen. You'll talk... People will talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. I love that shit. So, yeah, man. I'm freaking pumped about it. But, I mean, a lot of work goes into it. Yeah. Like, we're, you know, over a month out and I'm up here in Byron Bay jamming with Benny for a couple of days, figuring it out. And then once we kind of have that together, then there's a whole bunch of other steps that it kind of has to go through to, to get to the actual event day and there's just a lot of shit so yeah involved. what is the process just between you two first of all yeah yeah it's been a massive process to even make it happen already to, to be honest like just because Parkway of, is still one of the biggest bands in the huge, world really huge. like they, they just headlined the, the biggest heavy music festival in the world Wacken I think it's in Germany so they're now like the worldwide Dude, Germans fucking love like worldwide music headliners you know so for me like I froth on the fact that Benz even wants to do it with me mm. like like that that in itself is a win I'm like fuck yeah sick what a pat on the back you mm. know just a, being able to actually do it with someone like that's wicked um 
but yeah, I mean the process. I mean you've got the you've got the Parkway team. You got kind of my team's myself really. I'm kind of rolling in by myself, and then you have got the Ozx Open boys, and then you have got the production guys kind of running the whole thing so it's kind of bringing everything together mm. making sure that what we're planning can be executed properly on the day so you have to be aware of the infrastructure everything yeah and like the limitations of fully yeah what yep. you guys can actually physically do 100 percent, 100 percent. because it's, it's quite a complicated setup because you've obviously got the track in the middle there's dirt you know we need forklifts to kind of You've got to be able to get on and off. We've got to be able to get on and off. We've got to, you know, sound check. We're going to need lights, probably pyro and things like that. Um, So how would you guys run it in terms of like, you're going to, how many mics is on a drum kit for a live performance? Say, let's say we've got 10 each. Yeah. So you have to then, so like for people listening at home, we have an interface here that has four inputs. So each mic has its own input and we've got four to deal with. So you would essentially have two drum kits, 20 microphones yep. so that has to be 20 inputs yep. that has to then go into a computer yep. that records and levels each of those yeah. microphones to give the drum the right sound fully and then then it goes to like the team at marvel that would then put that over the speak like yeah so essentially lot, so essentially you've got say like say 10 microphones on these two crazy drum kids yeah and they all all of the leads come into one snake and that yep. comes off the back and then they all go to like a, our fallback, we need to hear it ourselves. Um, and then it goes to essentially the, the big PA, you know what I mean? So, and the PA there's monstrous. It's a venue for 100,000 It'd be people. one of the best in Australia, right? Oh, it'd be huge. But the problem with that is it's so echoey. Uh, so it's actually really hard to get a good sound. Like coming out of the speakers, it sounds amazing, but, but the echo and all that room. kind of shit's like a super hard job. And because it's 360, it's like that in itself is a headache. You know, you need a an extremely good sound guy to kind of deal with that but then there's the whole thing of um like and i actually don't even know how this works but we'll have one of ben's guys trigger the track for us so we can hear it and then that sends time code so essentially you got a track say three minutes that'll send a, a, a signal to the lighting it'll send a signal to the pyro yeah because you know, everything's going everything, to be synced up everything off that. triggers off that so that's kind of what we're doing over the next couple of days is we're figuring out the structure of it so we can then send it to the team to then line everything up so that on the night it's the most epic performance we can possibly do because it's it's triggered you might we might do a big hit freaking flames will shoot out or whatever it might be but that's why i kind of it's important to get onto it now so the team has plenty of time to build the lights and the whatever around it so it's it's a it's a big setup man that's insane eh? it's a huge amount of work for like four, four minutes. minutes yeah What's the best part of it? Is the best part sitting in Marvel Stadium at your drum kit, losing your fucking shit? Or is it after when you pulled it off I and reckon, you have a beer and you just sit there with Ben and you're just like, what the fuck did we just do? That? Yeah, like, what's, uh, the, what's the best part of that? I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I reckon probably I always froth on sound checking in big venues. Yeah. Because there's a moment where you sit on your drums and you, do, you start with the kick drum normally. Kick kick nothing's on nothing's on you hear this little weak sound and then they turn the front and of the house on doos, doos. i froth on that shit man fuck that's every, cool every time because like, everything that you do like there's a moment and it's sometimes it's not the moment yeah. that you think would be like the big moment yeah and you wouldn't think that that first kick drum nah, sound check first kick's fucking sick see that's fucking so yeah. cool you just and you hear this especially in a venue like that i've, n- I've actually never played in a 
system that's going to be that big really yeah that's that's next level shit so that's going to be cool man i'm just going to froth on that bit you know just feeling that the the rattle mm. fucking in the whole stadium sick so is that i mean that's not the best moment that's one of them yeah the, the, I, I think the, with something like that the best moment is probably not even when you're doing it it's probably later on yeah. when i sit down with with the film guys and watch it back yeah. and see the magic that they pull out of it yeah and just go fuck that yeah. was that's you know that's that's pretty next level because yeah there is those like even you know sometimes with the podcast it's like mm. doing it's amazing mm. and like you've you know the energy when you're actually doing it but yeah. sometimes after when you like almost the reflection can be better than the moment oh, at times yeah, right fully man like the moment I'm, I'm probably thinking like oh fuck here comes this bit. you're so into ah, it you know yeah you know like, oh, i'll be super well rehearsed for it yeah um but I mean, yeah, prob- probably realistically afterwards. Yeah. You know, and, I, and I'm and i kind of thinking forward and thinking, I'm thinking about all the problems that could happen. I'm thinking about all the things that probably will happen and and just being aware of it. You know mm. what I mean? Just going in, just knowing that this is, it's, it's never what you think it's going to be, but you can pretty accurately kind of predict how you think it's going to be. And it'll mm. be generally somewhat in the area. Do you, know, do you know what I mean? Yeah, like I'm yeah. feeling like because it's such, for example, like it's such a huge space. Yeah. I'm like, we're going to be pretty lonely out there. It's going to feel like we're just playing between ourselves. Yeah. Because it's so freaking big. You can't see the crowd. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, because you, when you think about it, like... It's going to be weird. People are going to be pretty enthralled in the performance. It's yeah. not going to be... There's not going to be like a sing-along. There's no nah. singer that's like has a vocal track. No. There's no one else on stage jumping no, around you no, guys. There's like, no MC directing the show. Yeah. It's literally four minutes of just... We're on. We're on. So it all comes down to like lows and highs, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, like yeah. build-ups to like big moments. Yeah. And then just the the show that goes on around it's going to be pretty cool. Yeah, dude. It's so like, yeah. It's I just, exciting, man. I, I love just, this shit. Yeah, and I just... I love your energy yeah. for it. And it's like... You, if someone was to look at you and be like, "Oh man, how's this guy done all this shit?" Yeah, and it's like, because yeah. he just fucking did it. Yeah, like dude. he really did it. Yeah. He did everything. Yeah, just step by step. Yeah. And, and and funny thing is, the reason we're playing at the Ozx is because I caught up with a guy called Gus from AME. Yep. I don't know if you know Gus, Shout but out. Gus is big le- one of the best dudes yep. ever. So I had this video done with Frank. Ken's boy too. I'll just throw that. Yeah, out yeah, yeah, yeah. He is. Yeah. <laughs> um, I did the video with Frank and and Gus saw it online he's like fuck that was sick and we had a chat about it and then anyway I caught up with him one day to pick his brain about a, a few things uh, to do with that and he's like man you should just do one at the Oz X because mm. you've done the pit party stuff I, yeah I'll like, do the pit party really again this year yeah, yeah. Heaps, yeah heaps of times for Monster yeah um, and that's always fun but it's kind of like on another level going in there oh fuck a yeah a whole different thing yeah and I've always kind of wanted to to do something like that yeah um, but yeah man it's it's because the AME boys are so sick like Gus is young they're all young dudes yeah. you know and and to present the idea well Gus brought it up he's like you should do one at the Oz X yeah like, fuck yeah I'll call Benny now right lock, lock me in <laughs> yeah. I'm done you know and then it just the stars aligned and it's on and like Bailey I went in and showed Bailey like kind of what I was thinking like on the big screen you know we kind of sat down like this and I said okay well, this is what's going to happen and he's yeah. sitting there and he's like oh fuck yeah done that's sick we're on yeah you know like it's just it's been pretty easy it's a that's just them in general too yeah. like they're so fucking rad yeah with- making shit like even when we did the podcast there last year yeah they're like yeah just do it just make it happen just rock up and do it like we're fucking down yeah and the whole performance thing is like you guys are the creatives you guys do it oh good 
Yeah. Like every idea I've, I've had has cause changed it a little bit. And he's like, yeah, sounds sick. Mm. Sounds sick, do it. Yeah. So it's cool, man. It's, it's good when people just get out of the way of shit too. Yeah. Yeah. They get they get it and yeah. they're like, go for it. Yeah. Have fun. It's sick. Fuck, I'm pretty frothing for it. Yeah, man, same. That was like, we had a pretty good little run last year because we did, what was it? It was X Games Sydney first. Yeah. And then it was Oz X, what, like a week later? Yeah, not long after. Yeah. So we had like a solid little Yeah, we run. did, both in Sydney. That was a good time. It's good fun, man. The Oz X is a sick event. Um, they always do a wicked job. Yeah. So it's going to be cool to see see it in action in Melbourne. Yes. You know, in, in an even bigger venue, like the biggest venue. When you're like, because you're from Melbourne, obviously. Yeah. Is that like a proud Melbourne thing? Is just like the sport thing? Like, is that something that you guys are all? Um, oh man, I I because it is the home of yeah, live sport it is. Australia. Man, we've got so even Monster has so many events in Melbourne. Yeah. Even over the next three months, it's insane. Yeah. So you do like so? What is your role with Monster? So yeah, so I'm the, I'm a TDM. So basically, I look after Victoria and Tasmania. So top dog energy, top top dog monster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nah. So basically, I, I look after the trade really in Victoria and Tassie. So yeah, we, right. so Coca Cola sells our stuff. Yeah. And I work in with those guys. No shit. So yeah, that's a cool job, man. You're I, the, I, I've been there for eight years. You're one of the time. busiest people I know too. Dude, I'm so busy. lay out exactly what you do for the people because it's fucking wild like day to day just like what you're like the shit you have going on yeah like that you do not just like random shit yeah. either just like <laughs> what is your like this is my work week yeah uh, my work week. week's pretty full on man so I do Monday to Friday with Monster normal hours yeah and then Tuesday Wednesday Thursday late afternoons to nights I teach drums till about 10 o'clock every night Tuesday night I get home about midnight I try to go to the gym every morning or go for a run and then work monster, teach drums. And then it ends up being, you know, Mondays and, and Fridays, I end up just doing stuff as well. But then I'm trying to work on this show in the background. I've got gigs coming up. Yeah. You know, I do gigs on the weekend. Sometimes I'll have tours. So like the, the way, say, Bliss and Esso work, I mean, it, it's all manageable. Yeah. Right, it's all manageable. It's just like if You're I... just if, on a lot. Yeah, if I just work all day and then work all night, that's fine because the weekends I'm like, it's Saturday night off and, and Sunday off you know, a Sunday night off. But as soon as you throw shows into the mix and, and i got to go away on the weekends, it's like, it's relentless. It's, mm. it's cool though, because I just feel like I can't let any of it really slip. I could probably yeah. work a little smarter, but it's like, I don't want to take my foot off the drum school because the drum school's going really well. Yeah. So if I take that off, I'll kind of be let down in myself because yes. that's a huge opportunity, you know, yeah. um, to kind of have something of my own that's cool. Yes, um, for sure. And I don't want to take the foot off doing gigs. I don't want to take the foot off yeah. cool drum video content like I've, i just always want where do you post your happen. video drum video content uh like instagram yeah Facebook, okay. youtube yeah. yeah what's your youtube channel it's just dan kirby we should i want to watch some shit yeah i'll the b and e boys i watch um, uh, if you just go um youtube and just go dan kirby i'll show you some little rippers in there yeah because you've been you've been putting out content for a long time with the drum uh, stuff ke ke yeah i have been man and, I sh you, and, and honestly, I should, I should have been more consistent with it, to be honest. It's fucking hard, bro. You got a lot going on. It is. What one do you, should we watch? Uh, go go back up the top again. I'll show you I'll show you a little ripper. So it's a Dan Kirby. If you just go back up into that search thing, like just Dan, and click search again. Yeah, Dan Kirby. If you go Dan Kirby drummer. Uh, go second bottom second that one. That's, oh, so yeah, this is a ripper. So this is this is the one Frank saw and he's like, let's do something like this. Oh, really? 
Yeah, man. So, yeah, this is the first one I did with Pete. And it basically, I was doing covers with this guy, Dan Callard, who's a legend producer in Melbourne. And he's like, I got this videographer I want you to, to meet. And they Skyped me. And it was, it was Pete. And, um, and anyway, they showed me some of his work. And I was just gobsmacked by it. Yeah, right. Like, he's like, yeah, I do drum videos. I just wasn't expecting it to be that, that insane. Yeah. yeah. So this is this one's probably a few years old, man. Yeah, it's still like sick. Legit, eh? Yeah, it's just a little bit different, you know. Like this is in the same kind of vein as what I did with Frank. Yeah. In the turn, look at my little chubby face. Mm. That's a sick shot. Yeah. So this is a Parklands backdrop that you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I mean, this kind of led to to doing the video with Frank. How's yeah. the Melbourne Bitter shirt? Yeah, that's uh third chapter. Oh, big, that's big right. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, I remember when he did those. Yeah, they, they went really well, I think. Yeah, he was telling me that. Yeah, so sick, dude. Like, how's the, how's the city in the background, man? Like, yeah. I, I don't know how he... It must be the lens or something, but it looks really close. It's, yeah. It's like miles away. Yeah, no, he's using a long lens there. Yeah. And then it brings the background in. Yeah. Yeah, he's obviously, like, super switched on, man. Oh, dude, he's the man. Like, he does a lot of surfing stuff. He's a big surfer. Yeah, right. And his surfing shit's unbelievable. So this, I mean, this bit's pretty sick. There's kind of later on it, when it gets a little darker, it's all lit up and shit, and I just start ripping. Yeah, sick. Did you take, like, a a lot of... Because you're obviously super into the action sports scene, obviously, with, like, Mm. Monster, and then you've been mates with Sammy, and Mm. you're kind of always around that that scene. Like, did you take a, a bit of inspiration from, like the filming side of things from like the action sports world or is there like a lot of really legit filming that happens in the drumming world that's a good question i i don't know if i took it from the extreme sports i mean i've literally been lucky to like i've got another guy these wild eyes benny mack i've got two really sick guys i work with and i've worked with alan hardy a lot too yeah true you know and i've kind of really i really appreciate a guy who's a a great director yeah like i froth on it hard yeah you know i think it's as it's as important as anything well i think like probably i mean uh uh, there we go you lit up like sick now man this is full illegal we just rolled up and set up there as a (laughs) building as a job site fucking love it job site on a sunday i just got home from tasmania actually the night before and i was tired as shit and i couldn't be bothered doing it Fuck man, isn't that always when the best shit yeah. happens though? Yeah, I, right? so, I remember being so grumpy before I went down. I, I didn't like what, like I, I didn't like my heart. Yeah. I was like, oh, fuck, I look like shit. Oh, I've got to load my drum. Oh man, you know. And then kind of like just went and sent it and that, that happened. Dude, that's one of the themes like the last few shows. Like I've been doing a bit of reading and a, mm. and a bit of stuff lately that's got me thinking about the whole concept of, um, of like resistance. Mm. And successful people Mm. um like we had a dude taylor come on and he's like a um human performance kind of guy yeah and he's talking about meditating and it's like whenever you hear somebody talk about yeah like i can meditate for 45 minutes Mm. you just sort of automatically assume that that person was like they just never struggled with meditating yeah and then you attach a feeling of like oh well i struggle to meditate but it's like a dude like you it's like you still you look at that finished clip and you're like fuck man like look at what he did he must have been frothing blah 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 but then it's like (laughs) no the real story is i didn't want to do that but i pushed against the resistance yeah the internal resistance the self-doubt and i just fucking did it and look what happened and it's always like that to get ready for something like that because it's a drum video you're showing off your skills and chops and you know other drummers going to watch it you have to put something cool together you have to 
you, you have you to don't put a really nice fail. performance piece together. You can't just kind of do something basic or it's boring. Yeah. So like that process can be fun, but it can also be like, oh man, I could play drums for two hours and fuck. Yeah. You know, and but but within that time, you might I'll come up with something cool. I might get one yeah. cool idea, like you know what I mean. Yeah. And then it comes together, and then the end piece, you're like, fuck, that's sick. Yeah. I'm just stoked. I put that work in when I couldn't be bothered. Yeah. Well, Sunday Arvo when I just wanted to chill with my missus or whatever, I went in the studio and grinded, grinded my ass off, got yeah. sweaty, and yeah. you know, just sent it for a couple of hours. Yeah. Or I missed out on doing something, you know, hanging yeah. with my buddies or whatever. It's cool that what you said about Alan, man, that makes a lot of sense that you would draw inspiration from him because he's so oh, yeah. prolific and you guys did so much yeah. work together. We've d- done so much with Alan. Like yeah. he was the first guy I met who was an insane video, like yeah. director. You know, it was when I joined a legitimate. Yeah, when I yeah. when I joined with those guys, he he'd been working for Bliss and for like a year or so. He did all their film clips. And I knew him through the action sports world, um, through like playing at V8 Clipsal and, and stuff like that. I yeah. met him and, and um, yeah, he was the first one I met. He was our tour guy. He was putting together little tour kind tour of- Tour edits yeah, and dude, docos and, that was just and stuff. unbelievable. Yeah. And I'd really come to appreciate a dude who was sick. Yeah. Like he was fucking amazing. And, and we did like a, we did a G-Shock clip. It was like Bliss and SO G-Shock. Yep, I remember yeah, that one. Yeah, the, the, they had yep. their own watch and- um, it was shot at like Fox Studios or something and Alan had like this crazy so I set my drums up in the middle he had this like train track around and yeah. he got wind up this thing and shoot it and it would spin around and, and make it look like there was cameras everywhere you know yeah, what I mean yeah. like just shit like that and getting that footage back and just going fuck yeah. it's unbelievable you were a wizard yeah. it's, it's so valuable man and it, and it makes like if you have someone like that shooting your content it makes you look like a legend. Oh, you, you know what sure. I mean? Like it's worth every cent. And the thing with creative is like a lot of videographers and stuff, like people pay them a little bit of money and you know, there's kind of that, it's kind of that thing where it's similar to music. Like you, you do a lot of shit for free. You yes. do a lot of shit and super cheap and, and people almost expect it. But as soon as you kind of hit a point or you start working with people who get it, it's, that's when, you start talking proper money like you know like yeah. you can't get Alan Hardy to do shit for free yeah like, and, you, you but know, that the, dude's still like he might get a $200,000 job mm. guaranteed he's putting like 180 back into the job yeah, like he, he's he that dude still he does you know like we did and that's this, why it's so good yeah we did the super cheap auto ad with him last year um, we shot it in like this abandoned power factory or some yeah. shit he had like crazy cars driving through there and um, he had Johnny us Tri- Danny Trio was in Danny it, Trio right? yeah. he shot him in friggin Hollywood and on a green screen and then put him in this warehouse and then there's one one version of the ad SO was like this crazy he was the king of the island the crazy guy of the island yeah crazy professor and he's like gentlemen start your engines ah! <laughs> like you know, I had like yeah. he had this. It was just like the most wild shit. Yeah. And and watching how much of a big production that is, it was insane to watch him put it together. And then he's like, you know what? I'm not really making any money off this. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's like, as you said, it's probably quarter of a million dollar thing. Yeah. And he's putting like basically all of it. Back yeah. He's into like it. all back in to make the yeah. sickest product. It's got to be yeah. Like it just fully makes sense then that that lets you. It, like that was the same with us when we we're in the states like mm. we'd do massive jobs mm. uh, but we'd make like i was just telling the boys before like we'd do a job that's like 300 grand and walk away with like three grand each yeah and it's like how did we just walk away <laughs> with one percent <laughs> yeah. of like our budget yeah but like there was just such like a pride in what we did yeah and we were just 
it was like basically it wasn't a business it was just mm. an obsession with making yeah. like the best shit that yeah. you could make mm. so to me then like the fact that you've been around that yeah it just makes sense why you have the you it's like you have a freedom in yourself to dream these crazy dreams yeah. because you've seen what you can pull off you can, with you can pull them off if yeah. you have the right guys with you you can pull it off yeah you know if you don't have the right guys and you have these crazy ideas it looks shit yes like if you have someone who's uh, okay videographer director and you're like i want to do this crazy drum video it's it's gonna come off a bit corny yeah. you know it's as important to have that bloke running the show going now you need to talk to me like this on the camera mm. we need to set it up like this it needs to be like this you need that that guy's as important as anything yeah because no matter how cool your idea is if it's not executed properly it's gonna look blur. it's gonna look kind of shit yeah you know what i mean um but man i froth on it like my, yeah. i've got a couple of killers up my sleeve and and like i'm super grateful that i get to work with them you know what i mean yeah yeah and um but yeah i've worked with some killers man alan hardy pete benny they're, they're the best but it's it's cool man it's got to keep you um inspired too it does because you know that like whatever you can dream up like people can match it it's possible yeah 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 like the shit i'm thinking for this ozx performance is like the way that I see it, it's going to be the sickest drumming performance video that, like, nearly ever. Yeah. You know what I mean? And not even talking shit. And not, not like, saying that we're the best drummers ever. Yeah. But just the production as a whole, what yeah. we're going to do is going to be fucking up there. And you're so right about, like, the demographic. Like, you're hitting the people Dude. that want to hear this shit. Yeah. Fucking no. Like, the whole kind of thing was, like, you got a big Aussie hip-hop drummer and, like from the big group listen so and then you got the parkway dude like yeah. the two genres that dudes like us kind of listen to yeah you know, like moto dudes listen to heavy music and and hip-hop yeah put them together like my initial idea was kind of bounce tracks off each other or whatever we're not going to do that but that's kind of what started it's like it's the perfect demo it's mm. smash it it's i know that like i, I want you to get uh, into your backstory because like mm. how you got here yeah is just so crazy but yeah. you must pinch yourself now like especially the guys like Frank Zumo and like yeah. you know, fuck it. Dude, I, I, how many times I could not tell you the amount of times I've listened to Sum Forty One. Yeah, dude, like I love Sum Forty One. Thousands and Same. thousands. Same. And I, to be working with that guy yeah. and be respected as a peer must yeah. just fucking blow your mind. Oh, it's sick. Uh, every now and then I do think about it. I'm like, fuck, I can't believe I'm doing this with Frank. That's sick. Like I was onto him years ago. Yeah. Because before he was in Sum Forty One, I was looking at him online just going fuck this guy works hard yeah. this guy's doing shit that that i want to be in on like i had my eye on him for ages man I, I spoke to him years ago just briefly just kind of i didn't really know what to talk about but i was kind of putting the feathers out you know yeah and just hey man love what you're doing and a bit of back and forth and then we met and then again like having someone like pete in my corner like a really good director to to make me look really really good yeah and presentable and like you can attract bigger names that way yeah. You know what I mean? Because people see it, as I said, and, and they want to be in on it. It's yeah. appealing. Yeah, that what you were saying before about it's like a 10-year thing to get to mm. the point where it's like now you can pick up the phone and people will answer your calls. Yeah. People will get back to your DMs. Mm. Like I can relate to that yeah. because it was about 10 years ago that I started yeah. doing my film stuff mm. and then you go to America and you just, you just eat shit. You feel yeah. like you just eat shit for yeah. years. Yeah, and then now... And it's like funny how it even manifests. Like mm. I didn't think that the culmination of all that work would be a random ass fucking podcast in yeah. Burley, but it's rad and I'm yeah. grateful for it. Yep. But it is that work. Like mm. it's a fucking 10 year process. It's a like grind. The hardest apprenticeship you'll ever grind. do. Man, I remember just like 
being in a band, a local band, and and just thinking like, fuck, how do you get onto a support gig? How do you support an artist who actually has a fan base? Yeah, like I was like, fuck, imagine having the imagine going to a different city and people come to watch you play. Imagine, <laughs> imagine fucking doing that. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? I grew up in Ballarat. We'd we'd we would play shows and no one would be there in my first band, you know, and then we amassed a little following of mates and that. We'd always sell out our little hometown show. Yeah. But then we'd get the support with the touring band because they want another 200 people there. Yeah. And so that's kind of how that started in that way. And then I kind of started working from there. But initially it's like you're playing a no one. Yeah. You know, it's like, fuck, how do you get anywhere? How, what was, what did that feel like? Do you remember your first ever show? Yeah, I do. Well, yeah, my first ever it. show. <laughs> oh, dude, gold. 12 years old. 12? 12. 12. Really? Yeah, at high school. So I was in year seven. Yeah. I met this legend who who's a cool dude. He's my best mate still. And um, anyway, we started a little band and we got up at assembly and played. We did um, All the Small Things and Hey Joe by Jimi Hendrix. Hey Joe. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Random. Yeah, that's And sick. Nirvana, Teen Spirit. Yep funny how that comes yep. back around but yep. um yeah that's that was our first gig man and we finished and there's like 500 kids in there and they fucking went off really yeah it was the sickest feeling ever that's amazing yeah, yeah. We, we were just like looking at each other like wow did you do did you have someone doing vocals or it was just like yeah my, my mate he was playing guitar, guitar and singing and yeah he had a real little little like <laughs> that's like so that. sick yeah that was the first one man and then just got addicted to gigs like all i ever wanted wanted to do was just um <laughs> play shows yeah play good shows I, I never thought about money i never thought about um anything i never thought about any of the back end shit i was just like i just want to play sick gigs mm. i just fucking want to be in a sick band playing sick shows and have rad fashion that's it yeah <laughs> <laughs> what was that yeah what was the your one thing you were saying last time that about the you wore some like just fucking retarded thing oh fuck yeah well, i was going was deep last time nah like i was like because <laughs> i was drunk too, oh, so. dude that was hilarious nah i had like i was getting deep there man but yeah i had this crazy vision in my head i was like fuck man one day i just want to play pyramid rock and i want to wear a pink ed hardy singlet is that what you're talking about yeah dude i had like i was like fuck my <laughs> moment will be pyramid rock in a pink ed hardy singlet is there a photo it. of that well anywhere? i never did it i never did it oh. I, I i i played in a pink singlet in a small bar in ballarat that's as far as that that <laughs> idea got me bro but, but you did play pyramid rock though right uh nah the hindcrons and i did before i started oh, with them okay yeah before i started with them they, they did that yeah foggy combo <laughs> oh, dude like the next day i was kind of like um oh, fuck was i talking to was that in the podcast or was that just in a chat with someone? And I was going, fuck, I hope that was just in a chat with someone. I think, what I think, my yeah. ultimate goal mm. is that, because you were nervous, like, I love how humble you are. Yeah. <laughs> and you were like, I don't think anyone's going to want to listen. I don't yeah. think people will like it. Yeah. And I was like, mate, put it out. You'll be a fucking cult hero in yeah. Gypsy Tales forever. <laughs> so my ultimate goal... Is to put it out. No, this one goes out first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you realise how much every cunt loves you. And then you're like, fuck it. Put yeah, up the yeah, lit yeah. one. Man, Put up the lit that, one. That'd be good. Because the lit one, like when I was listening to it, I was like, fuck, dude, you asked me questions and I was telling you stories and I just never finished the story. But that's sort of what I do too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was going banging on about this dream I had about a plane crash or some shit. And yeah, you're like, and then what happens? And I'll just start talking about something else. <laughs> I, got five minutes, I got five minutes in. I was like, oh, fuck, yeah, dude, this is bad. It, the best part too is like, because I, I, I was kind of lit too mm. and then you got up and as soon as you got up <laughs> I was like 
Oh, he's fucking torched. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, I was. I didn't really notice. I didn't notice it sitting yeah, down nah. until we both got yeah. up and I was like, fucking lit. Yeah, I had a, a fair bit before I got here too, man. I was drinking on the plane. I hate flying. I was talking about that. Yeah, Yeah, right. I don't like flying, man. Why even even today, if I don't fly for a little bit especially, uh, just like, it's, I don't know, it just feels a bit overwhelming. Like the whole process of fucking going to the airport, loading all the yeah. shit, flying somewhere and then getting off and getting the gear again and bloody traveling around and playing a gig. When you put it all together, it's like, fuck, I've got a lot to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? It kind of, once I land, I'm like, ah, oh, okay, this isn't that bad. But it's not the flying itself. Oh, uh, that's still, I don't know, man. It's still, I still get the old sweaty palms. I, when I jumped on the plane today, I was walking up the stairs and I looked over and they're frigging jacking the plane up uh-huh. and, and changing the wheel. And there are like four dudes kind of looked at me and I was like, Fuck. Yeah, they give they give them the look like yeah. that. Nothing to see. Yeah, nothing to see. And they're like, ah, oh, we we found a big screw in the wheel, <laughs> so we had to uh, change it. <laughs> we hit another penguin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, it still gives me sweaty palms every now and then, man. Yeah, I just resided to the fact that like if I'm if I'm getting on it, mm. then that's the last I think about it. Yeah. If you die, you die. Yeah, well, like, that's you've you just got, got zero control. You got nothing uh, you can do. It doesn't matter what. Um, Crash, crash position you get yourself into, mate. Yeah, you're going no down, yeah. going down in a fucking big bang, <laughs> a big ball of um, fucking fire. But man, I still do weird shit. Like when the plane takes off, I still count to 120. Really? <laughs> yeah, dude. Fuck. Yeah. I'm on. I'm on my phone until like uh, the last I'm until counting. the service is gone. I'm counting, bro. What what is, get and me what to is, that 120. What does that do for you? I tell you what that does. So this is <laughs> this is neurotic shit, but you know that plane that landed in the Hudson? Yes. That was in the air for for two minutes uh, right? and I hit a flock of birds yeah. and both engines went out yeah. and that was like the shortest flight distant on a commercial flight ever to lose both of its engines and they all still survived yeah. so I'm like if I can just fucking get past two minutes two minutes I'm a chance <laughs> <laughs> it makes sense yeah so like we'll be taking off with the boys and I'll be like okay I'm going in I'll talk to you later and like I'm out you know I got my earpods in I'm like just going Two, three, <laughs> two minutes. I'm like, okay, all right, we're back. All right, we're back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what's been going on, yeah. dude? Ty, do you, do you remember Ty Simmons, motocross kid? Don't know, maybe you would have yeah, seen yeah, him at some point yeah. at a supercross. But yeah. he used to, we'd fly together a lot to the mm. races, mm. and like the dude was a koala, bro. Like he could just fucking sleep anytime, oh. anywhere. And he gets on the plane, and he's like, he's like, see ya. As soon as he clicks his seatbelt, and then he sits there, <laughs> and he's like. I can time it to fall asleep when you know you feel like that no big way. G-force yeah, like yeah, that yeah. first G-force of yep. taking off mm. that he's out by then he literally sits there and he's like oh dude it's like when you know when you watch Inception and yeah, then they yeah. give him that thing yeah. and then they just like fall <laughs> that's literally what he does as soon as the he's just got it timed out man so as soon as it G's out he's fucking gone I envy that I know I envy that I um, used to not be able to sleep on planes at all, ever. Mm. And now I've just been on so many, I've just finally figured yeah, it I out. Yeah, I can't. I'm not good at it, man. Mm. Mm, I still take sleeping tablets from um, America back. Have you had a, um experience on a plane where you've taken a sleeping tablet but not been able to fall asleep? Uh, yeah, it kind of still happens to me. Like, I don't actually fall asleep. I kind of like... Do you just... Uh, kind yeah. of groggy. Yeah. But I'm almost asleep, so it kind of still helps. I took... Uh, I had two ambient ones coming back from LA yeah. that I just couldn't fall asleep. So what were you doing? Just I like, was not tripping. Really? Full tripping. Like I was saying it the other day to someone, but you know, like in Wolf of Wall Street, how they take like the Quaaludes and that's mm. like a sleeping tablet. But mm. if you don't fall asleep, you get fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. Fully happened day. Eh? No I way. I was crossed up. 
like couldn't walk properly just couldn't a disaster yeah oh, a fucking mess and <laughs> i always have like a just one like jameson on a yeah, plane right. so i'll either mostly it'll be like jameson i'll have one of them yeah so i had some jameson and these two ambien and i was just fucking proper sideways mm. like the entire and like the person next to me was trying to talk to me and i was like <laughs> like couldn't and then i actually had that with robbie madison as well yeah we took a flight to seattle and then he gave me a, a slip well, i took a sleeping tablet yeah. and um and then had like tons of jack daniels and like <laughs> i remember i got off the plane and um we were we, we were waiting at baggage and i was like a, his retarded son at this point yeah like he had to get all my bags off he had to do everything for me no way. and then this chick come up and started talking to us mm. obviously he's married yep. i was single at the time and so he's just instantly gone wingman but it was like the biggest stitch up ever he's like oh jace tell her where you're from or speak so she can hear your accent <laughs> I know and way. i was just like cooked yeah <laughs> and that's I'm, just, I'm standing there just trying to like mumble my way like felt like i was fucking drooling down my face that's hilarious so i try and avoid the old sleeping tablets now on planes. yeah i definitely don't take them on the way to the states because mm. i you know you get there in the morning and yeah it's hard to sleep during our daytime i just kind of I don't know hang out for a bit yeah do you are you like a worker on planes yeah You'll until get my laptop done. goes flat yeah 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 they need to fix that yeah there needs to be some kind of charger hey i feel like i, I was looking for like a battery that you connect your laptop to that you i think the new i the new um mac laptops have you got one of the new ones nah oh so they're charged by USB-C now right so like if you get one of the new laptops yep. it's not like a brick power charger you can actually mm. charge them off usb now yeah right yeah that's well that's what you need for that flight yeah just to smash through some work you know i get struggle. a couple of hours out i struggle to do the work on planes yeah. though now i kind of i like lock it in say it's a 15 hour flight or whatever i'll go like i can knock out five hours of work yeah and there's five hours done what's your what what is your computer work these days are you like edits yeah, and edits. shit like that yeah yeah edits are you filming much do you, yeah, you film the kids yeah. too right yeah that you are teaching yeah fully and then it just are you filming the kids yeah <laughs> filming the kids so it just uh it just builds up man some yeah. takes me a while to get them done sometimes yeah okay yeah how many kids are you teaching mm, 60 really heaps jesus mm. that's a fucking full-time job yeah yeah it's hectic so you you could legit be full-time with that if you wanted to yeah yeah. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. It'd be it'd be fifty to sixty kids, yeah. And how many how long have you been doing that for? Five years. It's yeah. Grinding, okay. bro. So what made you want to get into that? Well, my dad was a drum teacher. Yeah. Right. And and basically I can I've always had the opportunity to use his course. He's built he built this course over forty years. This really? Ep epic drum course. He's taught epic drummers. And no I just shit. had it there the whole time. And like, you know, ten years ago I was like, fuck, I should be teaching drums. I should be doing a little hustle on the side I've, everything's there mm. just got to do it and did he have like his own studio that he'd use yeah or? he did he used to teach at a school he actually taught me at school as well but um he he would teach in ballarat and mm. out of his home um and i mean essentially that was it you know I, I was like fucking you know i need to do a little bit something extra i'd like to get into teaching give back to the drumming community or whatever yeah and, and um and that's essentially it man and same kind of thing when i started i was full doubting myself i was like fuck i'm actually i'm not good enough to teach which is a silly yeah. thing to think but i was like because you're all, i'm always looking at the next level of yeah. guy i'm like i'm not as good as him yeah and he's not teaching or he's teaching so how can i compete with that you know it's a silly way to think but anyway so i, I put an ad out myself and you know i had maybe two people apply 
yeah. and then I hit up my best buddy who I started bands with years ago who owns all of these gyms super smart businessman yeah and he's like dude you fucking play drums for like Bliss and on 28 days like there's leverage he's there. like dude you're an idiot yeah. let me do some shit let me take care of this I'll write a little ad up I'll talk you up you know I know you don't like that but I'll talk yeah. you up I said fuck mate go hard it's like bang teed it up and literally I started with like 50 students the day I started wow I went zero to 50 fuck straight in two cities Ballarat and Melbourne like I went like my mum was like how are you gonna get students you know and then I was like well hey I got 50 <laughs> day <fitty>. one <laughs> fucking boom I got a full business straight off the bat I didn't even build it up that's crazy I just went bang you know and as so that was a that was interesting man like it was you just kind of need someone who knows marketing and knows I don't know just knows what they're doing yeah. to kind of help out a little bit and a bit of belief too because a lot of times yeah. belief doesn't necessarily yeah. always come from yourself right? man, I, yeah and I could have just easily done my own crappy little ad and, and no one applied and just thought oh fuck it that didn't really work yeah. you know what I mean but I just didn't know what I was doing and were you pretty passionate about it straight away yeah dude I was I was wrapped I couldn't believe I was like initially I was like I sold it as a 10 week course I was like fuck well what am I going to do after this yeah after this 10 weeks yeah you know what I mean? That's, I was doing 10-week courses and now it's just, you're just on. You're yeah. just one of my guys. So were you getting people that had already played drums? Yeah, a lot at, of the time. Or like, did you have anyone that just started, like yeah, that so, had never played and did the full 10-week course? Yeah, I've had I've had every type of person, pretty much. But initially I was advertising, like it was an ego thing as well. I was advertising for advanced drum. I had advanced drum lessons. Man, yeah. and I was getting these killers coming in. And like they'd come in and play and I'd be like, fuck, what am You're I gonna do? <laughs> what am I gonna teach this dude? <laughs> fuck. What's the hardest thing I got? You know, I'd like, give him like this fucked up stuff to, to to play. But you know, I soon learned that I, I don't really want to teach too many people like that anyway. I wanna they, I I kind of attract a nice level of drummer. Yeah. Cause if you like the way that I play, you you know, I'm I, I attract a certain type of drummer. Yeah, okay. You know, you, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Given the way that I play, people that like the way I play want to play or learn from me are so generally like, a nice... To someone that doesn't know about... Like, I don't know a lot about drums. Like, yep. what would your style be? Or, like, what is that, the way you play? Like, yeah. and then how do you compare that to other people? Yeah, so, I mean, there's... Yeah, really good question. So, there, there's, there's so many different types of drummers, right? So, I probably fall into uh, a bit of a showman type kind of drum drummer like a Travis Barker-ish type thing like he's my favourite drummer yeah, so growing okay, cool. up I'd, I'd emulate him right and yeah. now I kind of play like him I, you know what I mean it's just kind of how it happened don't yeah. play what I'm actually playing isn't a lot like him but I look like him when I play because yes. I used to fucking sit in front of the mirror and, and try to play like that oh really yeah dude because yeah. I, I like when I first started playing I'd watch myself back and be like oh, I look shit like I mm. want to look cool yeah. you know what I mean so I'd work on that so what is looking cool drumming well I th it's just technique yeah. really it's just been flowy and you know like years and years on the kit yeah. if you've been playing for 20 years you're going to look good playing yeah where if you're kind of a beginner you're going to look a bit rigid and yeah. you know what i mean it takes a while to develop kind of and everyone has their own little thing but anyway the top drummer i am is kind of like a travis barker-ish like there's josh dunn from 21 pilots even frank zumo yep. zumo's yep. in my category like I, I really like drummers that are in bands that are flowy and creative and really good drummers yeah right that's my thing then you have the whole like there's a whole nother bunch of drummers that are like crazy technical right whereas if anyone watched them it would kind of go over their head yeah you know what i mean and 
I'm, I'm into that, but I'm definitely more into a really good. You like the showman rock live drama performance. Who is yeah. a great performer. Yeah, that, that's my thing. Where does Josh Manuel fit in then? Because remember uh, he, we we're talking he, about yeah, him. So he he's kind of bridging the gap between the he, two. Because I was going to say he yeah. sort of feels like he's in the middle because yeah, he, he does like super yeah. crazy technical yeah. shit. Yeah, but then he also. Like when you see he's him play live, like he's hard, so rad performing. Yeah, like yeah. He, there's guys like that that that's fit in the middle, and th- like that's kind of where I would. Lo- that's kind of ideally where I want to sit too. You know, yeah, what I mean? really, okay. really, really good. But like, there's dudes that shred on on both of us guys, hundred percent. You know, yeah. he would shred on me, and there's guys that would shred on him. Yeah, for sure. Right? Yeah, it just kind of keeps going up and up and up and up and up. Yeah. Um, you know, but yeah. So I don't know. That, that's kind of where I'm sitting yeah I, I feel yeah, and I'm happy cool. with that that's kind of where I like to it's kind of where I like to be because there is levels to it like mm. there's levels to everything yeah, like man. you look at fuck me compared to Maddie riding a dirt bike mm. like my brother he fucking smokes me like yeah. looks like so much better on a bike than me yep and then I can look so much better than somebody else yep and then Jats Richo looks way better than both of us mm. and then it's like then James Stewart so there is those levels There's so many you've, you've got to find yeah. your own thing yeah and, and what like, you like and, and and kind of what you're the way you want to be yeah really, your own little thing There's so there, there is so many levels man you're right mm. and um, you know with drumming especially right at the very top end the shit that some of these drummers are doing is so beyond who would be the best per, like, like craziest there's person one, like there's a guy called Virgil Donati who's an Australian we gotta look that like, up look, look up this dude like you go and watch like I go and watch him you'd watch him play and how would we spell it uh, good question if you go Virgil D-O-N yeah there he is um, it just goes over see if he's got a YouTube channel it just goes over my head even you know really ah oh, fully man I don't know what the hell he's doing um, we're just trying to look this up and like, I, like if you went and watched him play it'd probably just go over your head too you know? yeah yeah that's why I'm interested to like see what the what, like what the levels yeah, are yeah like I, I just want to see I'll show, it I'll show you a couple of ripping guys that who I kind of like as well a few ads hey I don't know I think I need to get the YouTube premium thing I watch enough YouTube hopefully this doesn't get <laughs> kicked off YouTube uh, I think he's got a band but it's like his own band like he just tours around people go and watch him play really yeah, so like he's like nerds. that good oh yeah it, like the most technical wow like there's things going on there that are just going over yeah everyone's head you so know, like what details what details are uh, you like, seeing pr- pr- I mean predominantly like look at these time signatures popping up yeah right? so it's like 13, 16 yeah so I mean like he's he'll go into certain things where he's his upper body will be playing like one uh, time signature and his feet will be playing a different time signature. Wow. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh. it's like, it has no real purpose in like radio music or whatever, the stuff you hear on the radio, but if you're a drum nerd, like you froth on it big time. Yeah, dude. Do, do you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. like mathematics. Like it, there's crazy time signature. Every limb will be doing a different time signature. There's a few guys like him. Wow, so every limb is doing yeah, its own at, at thing. Ti- at times, yeah. You know, I don't know about right now, but definitely at times they'll be doing crazy shit like that. It's almost like a competition of... Just like technicality, just right? the most insane shit that... You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that makes but total there, sense. But there's, there's a thing called um, Guitar Center Drum Off, which you should look up some of that. That that has like stuff that... Did Zumo do one of those recently um, or something? 
No, I don't think he's done the drum off, but I think he's he's probably done something. Yeah, okay. Center, you know, but like a lot of guys will go into this competition and come out in really big bands. Like if you go in and win this, you often so get picked up. Like this guy ago. up here, yeah, he, he um, plays in uh, Fever Three Three Three, who are like produced by Travis Barker and John Feldman. Really? But yeah, they're doing really cool things. And like you know, he's doing crazy shit. He's doing a handstand and playing drums with his hands while he's doing a handstand. Wow. But then he gets on and just absolutely rips the shit out of it. I want to hear this. Is that time signature part? Is that why you get that awkward feeling? Yeah, that's why you can't just sit there and kind of listen to it. Yeah, yeah and, no, and nod your head because it's like, rah, 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 rah. yeah. Yeah, because I, rem- I remember watching like Josh Manuel, like the stuff that he'd do when it was just him in the studio like he wasn't exactly recording or anything like that yeah and the different stuff that he would and obviously like i'm not saying he's on these guys level i probably is man he's a freak that guy but it's yeah. like fuck it was gnarly like, like yeah i've got his book and uh, some of my students try to work through really? it. really he's got a book of a transcription of one of his albums and have like, you ever spoke to him or talk, nah dude, i should fully yeah. link you yeah, guys link, up i'd man. love to man i'd love to yeah he's a he's such a great guy too like um, insanely good guy yeah he's insane man a lot of his stuff doesn't really repeat which is another thing so like when, so what do you mean by that so like when you play a song right you normally have like an intro verse chorus verse chorus middle bit chorus chorus yeah and it kind of repeats there's yeah. some kind of repeating thing like with a lot of his stuff like there are verses and choruses and shit but the drum patterns change ever so slightly yeah so to try and learn it hit for hit is just a nightmare yeah do you know right. what I mean it's because there's nothing to circle back to it's like you don't like yeah you don't like learn the eight bars of the verse and then that's the verse and then you're just deviating here and there with different oh. fills and stuff it's literally the whole thing the whole thing's like oh man this is a nightmare it was kind of, some of the behind Crimson Eyes stuff was like that yeah when right. I had to learn that it was a nightmare yeah okay it, like I kind of be halfway through I'm like yep first chorus done and then listen to the second verse I'm like, oh man fuck this is brutal here we go again yeah well i know that with the issues dude so they Mm. had a drummer before josh yeah and then ty uh he is a producer he goes on a low file now so ty accord he was the the two brothers so ty played the keyboard Mm. and was the producer of the band and then sky played bass right and then uh they had a drummer and ty would actually um program the drums yeah right so gotcha. everything was programmed yep. in Ableton or yeah, whatever yeah, it was yeah, that yeah. they use and then they would give it to the drummer and the drummer like couldn't play yeah. the track yeah, yeah, so yeah. then their live show wasn't right like yep. and they just said like we need you need to like work harder to learn this and mm-hmm. I don't know whether it was a case of he didn't want to work hard enough to learn it or yep. he simply wasn't good enough to do it yep. but then Josh came in and Ty was like I could literally just program whatever I want and then he can do it wow. physically do it wow so like that that was that's, that's how we like, got it yeah and that's yeah. my only like interaction with the drum so like yeah. that's i've sort of based my knowledge yeah. around sort of what i saw and there's a lot of that man like because there's a lot of programs where you can program drums or like there's loops like crazy drum loops you could just be a guitarist and plonk it in yeah and then ride around it yeah and, pl- and you don't necessarily some like some guys know what they're doing with it some guys when they're writing just put shit that they think sounds good yeah you know and like to play it it's like a fucking nightmare so mm. so that's the kind of thing like that makes it really hard man when you learn and program stuff like that yeah it's so difficult but it's cool for them to have like the freedom to be able to do, whatever they to do want. what they want and then know that they've got a dude yeah. that can sort of back yeah. it up man but it would take a lot of work crazy yeah eh? it doesn't even matter who you are like to to learn that kind of shit and nail it is just a lot of time 
yeah, well, memory. Well, he's like basically full time on drums. Yeah. Like he doesn't really do anything else. And when he's not doing the issues touring or recording stuff, like I think he's got a school at his place. Like he has a studio. Right. So he's like. He's sick, man. He, he's out right now or was recently with SJC, this drum company. Yeah, they yeah. They team up with Vans yep. and they yep. do like Zumo did the last one last year. Like School of Rock or some some. I can't quite remember what it's called, but it's a sick thing. They yeah. go and do clinics yeah. with a famous drummer and kids get out and play with them. Yeah. He, yeah, I saw he was just on one recently. Oh, that's awesome. His own kind of clinic tour with yeah. Vans, Vans and SJC. Yeah, I should definitely try and link you guys up. Yeah. It'd be really cool. Shit, then. yeah, man. Because I didn't know that your guys would like read his books and stuff. Yeah, dude, he's like, a, he's a boss. That's crazy. In that, especially in that heavy kind yeah. of scene. Like he's a, he's a full, full lord and his drum videos are sick. Yeah, he puts like, you should look Josh Manuel type that Yeah. In. Like the production um, on his, yeah, the, the dark, it's dark Pokemon kit, yeah, like that shit's like whoa, yeah, you know what I mean? Like he's he's on it. Yeah, it was really cool working with him because mm. he, um, damn, he's got thirty five thousand subscribers now. Uh, I wonder what's a good one. What? Oh, Flojo is pretty sick. Play play that. Yeah, Flojo is like a, ra- a real I've, random song. I've that had a student try to. Well, I've had a student work through this. It's oh, ridi- really? Yeah, it's ridiculous. Sorry, we're just nerding out on other people's drumming. Oh, this is for sure going to get us kicked off YouTube. <laughs> Dude, it was so fun working with these guys. I miss them, eh? Sick band, man. Oh, such a unique group of dudes. I um, I caught up with August Burns Red, their drummer, Matt Griner, who's kind of... Similar genre, I guess, music to this, like quite heavy and technical drums. Yeah, I uh, caught up with him the other Friday and, and interviewed him, and he's like, he's like quite a well-known drummer as well around the world. Um, but it was crazy, man. Like they were, he August Burns Red. I don't know if you, yeah, we would have heard of them. They did like a ten-year album tour. They were just out here for it. Uh, one of one of their albums, Constellations, and um, his drumming doesn't really repeat either. Yeah, and I was like, so what's the go like? did you have to learn all this shit again? Like, is it a, is it a drag? And he's like, he actually looked up YouTube. He found this kid who did YouTube covers of that album. This kid did the whole album, like 20 year old kid did the whole album. Matt Ryan actually went to this kid's YouTube channel and watched three or four songs that he hasn't played for 10 years and relearned them from watching this kid's videos. Unbelievable. Yeah. Like how cool is that? Yeah. He told that story. I was like, fuck that. And he reached out to the kid and he's like, Hey, it's Matt Griner your videos are amazing you know I'm learning the songs again from you and the kid's like you ain't Matt Griner <laughs> <laughs> yeah you'd think that was the yeah you're like well, whatever man yeah. but like that was sick but same thing for him I was like fuck so you just have to go and relearn it and you know spend spend hours relearning that shit because you can't just it doesn't just kind of come yeah. out yeah because I, I played guitar the whole time I was in school oh. so from when I was like in year fuck when would I have started like year three or year four, like mm. really early on. Mm. And then I did music, literally music lessons the whole time I was in primary school. No way, yeah. And then I, I just played in bands and shit yeah. as a kid. What kind of like, bands? Just, we'd play like System of a Down. Sick. Metallica, Heavier Rage Against the Machine, like yeah, all, all that shit. Yep. And like, yeah, Sum 41, Blink-182, all that. And uh, yeah, it was crazy. Like now I can play like the fucking... Um, 
like the Unforgiven solo. Like yeah. I can still literally oh, you play still a whole shit from but only yeah, the stuff that's sections. super hard. Yeah, right. Because that's the shit that I had to like practice Heaps. so much. Yeah. But all this sh- like I fucking can't remember like literally anything. Yeah. But when I play like I've had a couple times where I picked up a guitar again or like a friend's left the guitar at my house or mm. something like that and yeah. then I've got on YouTube and I've relearnt something yep. and there is a certain muscle memory there yeah, fully. and like technically I can still play the guitar yep. and I used to play drums a bunch too yeah, but the technically you can still play it yep. but the memory it's gone from your memory yeah. and then you, you've got to go in and I so like that's just me playing like a super amateur level yeah. like I cannot imagine being a oh. guy like that they're just playing something so incredibly technical to then have to go back and, and, and relearn, relearn that. Yeah, huge. Insane. Huge eh? job. So that that was a cool story, man. Yeah. Because I often wonder with guys like that, it's like, are you just kind of like, like when you record it, is it just kind of just like a bit of an improv thing? You, you Like you kind of have like 80% of it down and the rest you're kind of just making up. Yeah. And he's like, him in particular, he was like, no, 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 I've got 90, 98% down. Yeah. And there's 2% moving shit around are you moving around much when you're doing live shows yeah these I'm, moving days? I'm moving around heaps man yeah okay yeah i never play the same thing twice that's cool yeah i like having the freedom i, I like i like i call it maybe 80 20 yeah yeah 80 percent on what you have to be on with and 20 percent do what you're feeling yeah okay. a little bit, you know as long as it's musical and doesn't get in the way yeah i kind of like to have a little bit of freedom there so i'm not just fully locked in thinking heaps yeah you know, okay. i just do the shit that I have to do which is easy after you do it a thousand times yeah and then just throw a little bit of magic on top here and there yeah. or a little bit of not magic yeah or, or right. however you're playing on the day yeah you know, sometimes if sometimes i play and i won't feel that good and i'll just hold it back a little bit yeah sometimes i'll play and i'll be like fuck i feel like i can rip out some shit today you know I'll rip a few little bits and pieces out it's just yeah kind of just what i'm comfortable with yeah really. and there would be a balance because like the drummer is the backbone of the performance oh yeah dude say so with beanie i I can't get in the way too much you know what I mean I've got a role and I kind of just fill it um, and they let me do some they're cool with me doing whatever but I never go too crazy because mm. it just gets in the way of shit people want to hear the boys rap and hear the song so you can't be up the bat just, just doing whatever the, yeah. whatever you want yeah. you know what I mean I just feel like who's this dude think he is yeah. ripping over the fucking ripping over that shit but yeah it's, it's cool man so when did um, so your first gig was at 12 at the school but when did you um when did you start to like what was your first band out of school like trying to get a record deal and play shows yeah. and like do that yeah become like an artist you know so it was um it was the same high school band basically we stuck stuck we played all through high school then we'd play at the pub when we were like 16 and then then we started kind of playing the local venue crover in ballarat and then you know we were probably in our early 20s and moved to melbourne when I was probably 19 with, with my band to, that's, to, to yeah, be, that's to be right. at uni. Yeah. Uh, and we'd fucking band practice in our lounge room. Dude, we lived in like the Burbs and we would band practice every night in our lounge room from like seven till nine. As loud as you can, as loud as you can be. We were like dead keen on it, you know? And, and then... Because that was your parents' rule, right? That you could do music if you did uni. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, w- I went to uni in Melbourne and did town planning, but like, the whole time, man, I was just... I was <laughs> Can you just believe this fucking, was a fucking uni <laughs> for town planning? I was just playing drums, like, every night. You know, I was just, like, the first two years of uni were easy, man. I just yeah. smashed it, and then the third year, it got fucking hard. Yeah. Like, I had to design buildings and shit, and, like, I'd, the night before, it would be due an assignment. Like, I'd draw up some shit building and go in and, like, the lecturer would like laugh at me like fuck dude what is that i was like this isn't for me 
I'm out. Yeah, yeah. And then, but where the music got like so, the music oh, got so, to so a then, point. So then I joined behind Crimson Eyes. Um, oh, it might be the top bit actually. Yeah. The XLR there. Feel sometimes they just fucking wig out a bit. I'll try not to move it. Yeah, you fucking. Um, yeah, I joined behind Crimson Eyes not long after that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so, what was the process of like joining that band? So the the cool thing is with that. So with with my first band. We were doing some more art gigs and that, but I was kind of getting a bit frustrated with where I was at. Like, I felt like I was playing all right, but I just wasn't doing enough. Yeah. So, so I went in and did some videos. I did one video in particular. I probably worked on it for two months. Like, I, I mashed up. This is fuck just when YouTube started, pretty much. Mm. I mashed up, like, hip-hop, marching drums, and reggae. I did three different styles to kind of showcase what I could do. Mm. Um and then the Behind Crimson Eyes kind of thing came up. I knew they needed a drummer and basically I had one sick content piece just to show that I could play. And there wasn't much of that around back then. Mm. Um, there was little bits and pieces. There was one Usher cover of this This dude did an Usher cover. I got inspo from that basically. Yeah. Um, and that was it. I kind of sent them a video. Just said, hey, I don't know if you've got someone, but I'm keen. Yeah. And they basically looked at that because it was shot really well. And, I, and it was playing done in, different styles yeah different styles in a studio like ripping as hard as I could yeah they were like fuck yeah let's go so with that because um, I remember when we were playing in bands and stuff like I didn't put any effort into like the musical theory side of things so mm. I didn't really understand music mm. I could play shit really well mm. but I was just copying yeah you know what I mean like you'd get a tab book yeah. or whatever and yeah. so I was like I was fucking great at playing the guitar and I yeah. could do it but i didn't know about music yeah so like i could play all that fucking metal shit mm. and all the songs that i was into i could play well yeah but i never understood the musical theory so mm. like if i was not that it was something i wanted to do but it yep. was like if i ever was like oh they're looking for a guitarist mm. i could never have played different styles of music right. so like is that is that super important for like a young musician to like really just understand your all of your instrument yeah. and the different styles obviously yep. you're always going to have a preference that you gravitate yep. towards yeah but it's like knowing the theory knowing yeah i think it is you know like it's not the be all and end all mm. I, I think what's important is kind of that's the video right there yeah i think look how grainy it is it was sick oh, dude, 10 years ago turn that shit up. i got the black v-neck on Oh, there's a classic bit i do the marching drums and i have a blue hat sideways is there no sound on this there it is. Yeah, it's the reggae. Oh, yeah. I learned how to chop up, program all the beats and shit as well, you know, build the backing track. Oh, yeah. Um, but it is important, man. You know, but at the same time, I can't play jazz. Like, I'm shocking. If you put me in a jazz band, I'd just fumble. You just got... I kind of... I'm good at what I'm good at. I feel like you would be able to get oh, it I if could you kind put of, the time I into could, it, though, I could right? figure it out, but I just kind of was... I just knew what I wanted to do. And yeah. I kind of got... I just... But you do that, understand you know. the music, like that you yeah, no, understand your instrument. Yeah, I know a lot. Of, I know a lot. Yeah. I know heaps, yeah. You know, there's heaps more to learn though. Mm. There's guys who know way more than me. Yeah. But like, I know a lot. So like, what do you, because like there's, for me now with like the jujitsu stuff, I have so many, I feel like I can just assign different things mm. to like, because of the jiu-jitsu thing like that's where I'm at I yep. know a lot but yep. I know nothing at yep. the same time same. so it's same. like I can sort of think like oh this is what I know about this and like mm. nobody that doesn't understand jiu-jitsu mm. would be able to even comprehend what's actually yeah. going on here yeah, and that's the same with drumming but exact like same. do you have any examples of that shit 
that is like something that's just super nerdy and techy and complicated that is in that like theory land that just people wouldn't understand because that shit's so interesting to me i mean the the most all drumming really is right is just you have the click you've got the tempo and then you have specific rhythms that work right there's like say you have one bar you have four counts you break it down into there's two there's four six eight 12, 16, it just kind of keeps going like yeah, that. Yeah. Then there's all these other kind of li- smaller ones. There's fives and sevens, shit, which I don't even fuck with. I really? Yeah, I don't even know. Like, yeah, I don't even know what that is. Um, but all it really is, man, is just fitting rhythms into that time. Okay. In, into the tempo. Yeah. That, that's really all, all that it all comes down to. Yeah. As you got single hits, right, left, right, left, right, left. Then you have double hits, right, right, left, left. And then you have rhythms to kind of pop into that tempo there's Sammy Moore come in Sammy and that, that's that's pretty much all it is yeah right but like the subtleties are like how hard you hit it where there's like different ways to hit the drums to get fucking different sounds yeah you know snare like you can do different rim parts shots. of the snare yeah rim shots ghost notes yeah um, how fluid your hits are yeah you know what I mean like that's the other thing you just all, all it is is rhythms but how fluid you have them and, and how you play dynamically yeah like you know, your interpretation how, of yeah. those bars and what yeah. you can like, can fit like inside. Like you could have a, a drum beat written down on a bit of paper. Yeah. I could give it to a four-year-old and teach them how to play it. Yeah. Like on paper, they're playing it right. You could give it to like a pro. And it sounds completely it sounds different. fucking unbelievable. Yeah. And it's just the subtle little ways they're hitting it. Yeah. Their, their groove, you know, how they play around the time, how they hit the drum, what kind of a sound they get from the kit. Yeah shit like that a lot of it's just the sound you get from the kit yeah that, that's the other thing like you can play a song in time and pl- play it how it's written but the difference between one guy you a and a different guy yeah. like the different guy will make it sound better yeah you know well because the, there's a thing that is definitely with jiu-jitsu is like you can't that you could know everything theoretically mm. but like it doesn't matter yeah. like you still you need to put in yeah. the time like yeah. there's so much time and then there's like a saying like invisible jiu-jitsu mm. and it's like the shit that somebody that's at the complete utter top 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 don't even know that they're doing mm. and they couldn't even tell you that it exists yeah. but there's certain things like with my coach for example like yeah. he's just one of those dudes he's been doing it 20 something years and it's like every day for 20 years he's done jiu-jitsu mm. to the point where like he just doesn't even know what the fuck he's doing yeah but it's just like impossible to deal with him yeah yeah, sometimes there's there's things you don't even realize you're doing, as you said. Like, yeah. like there was one uh, moment where I was teaching someone like this rhythm, <clears throat> and and above it was the the sticking of how you stick it, right, right, left, left, or whatever. Yeah. And I didn't even teach them the sticking because I was so used to playing that. Yeah. That I just forgot that. Yeah. That that's this like there's a particular sticking for certain rhythms. Yeah. But I've done it so long. Yeah. I, my didn't brain even didn't even think it. to like tell them that, and they're like, "What's the go with the sticking?" I'm like, "Oh fuck." suppose i should tell you jesus christ yeah sorry <laughs> what how would we look up like what a drum beat looks like on paper i oh, just do like drum transcription okay yeah it's it's pretty easy to man it's like the easiest one to read there you go so that's it there so like how would you explain this because i've never even looked at this <laughs> <Sick>. <laughs> this shit's so interesting to me. we're going deep man i love it yeah i fucking froth this shit I love toxicity being drum score. Oh, I, I used to be able to play this on drum, so this would actually be oh, interesting right, to know. Now, now, there's all your notes there. Okay. Right? 
Now, if we pause that, right, the only ones that really matter, you go, you go hi hat, that first cross here. Yeah. Right. You start with a hi hat. You start with a kick, bass drum down the bottom. This one here. Yep. Yep. And yep. And there's a snare in the middle here. Yep. 90, oh, so that's literally like, yeah. Hi-hat up top, kick yeah. down the bottom, snare in the middle. And it's literally like that. Your, your hi-hat's up here, he kicks down the bottom, he snares in the middle. Yeah. That's 98% of your beats right there. Yeah, okay. They're that, like I start on that for ages with kids. So you know, you'll literally shit, delete everything else and just fully. be like, only do this yeah. three things that's until all, you get the bass level of the all you need to know. And then, and the hardest thing is just reading the rhythms right the rhythms are the hard so the that hard would part. be like a ticket ticket or tt or no there's he, like just yeah the, the rhythms in the hard bit yeah like okay. this gets more complex like so play this through play, now yeah yeah we're fucking we're, we're, we're figuring fucking, shit we're out. fucking deep but all the other shit it's the rhythms you just hitting different shit and like the toms are like notation above the snare the high toms and the, oh jesus shit, we've got some we've got some flams going on here i've got some open hi-hats those circles are open hi-hats you got some triplets wow. up top. You didn't pick an easy one. Nah, this is quite, this is quite <laughs> difficult, man. This is fucking rad, though. Say, say yeah. if, you, if you pause it, like... So you could play this beat on the table now based off reading that, right? Yeah. So play that. Play that. Okay. Um... Fucking hell. So this little thing here is like a little um a press where it kind of like it like it kind of yeah it on the like skin. yeah 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 and yeah, see yeah. the way they're writing this little first snare is a little ghost note see how it's smaller than these other snares yes which means you hit it a little bit yeah softer. yeah 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 fuck that's so rad what's that there that that's the that's the yeah that's the tempo beats per minute yeah fuck this shit's sick and it's also weird because it's a a dotted um, a dotted note as well so what does that mean uh, it's kind of like swung-ish okay. in a way so, so yeah so this is just guitar tabs essentially but for this drums. is proper notation oh so this is so tabs yeah because tabs aren't notation that's nah. like a fretboard yeah. basically often when you get drum tabs they're dodgy okay like they're not, not you never really get good drum tabs so you, this is where you'd spend you your energy drum transcription yeah there's a few sites where it's like good dudes really you know, you know it's gonna be good fuck yeah yeah man and it's sick because you'll you listen to the song you don't pick up on shit yeah sometimes you'll be like oh it's easy and then you look at it transcribed and you're like fuck it's actually really hard so how do you know though that you're playing it right because i could see that if you i guess obviously you've got the track to reference yeah but it'd be hard to the pace of what's happening oh like, yeah it'd be hard to oh. even know that you're doing it right Dude, yeah and, and and to be honest when you're learning a song you a lot of the time you don't do it a hundred percent what it's written as because yeah. it's, it's like too much time spent on little things that don't really matter okay do you know what i mean it's too many little nibbly little bits that fucking doesn't matter if they're there or not yeah you just really want to get the main grooves it's down like you said that three yeah yeah it's like yeah so what are the what is one of those because this has got that that crazy fill that goes into it so what is it because this is still bass yeah. this is just like this is, verse beat, I'm, this I'm is high top snare and bass right or yeah. hi-hat sorry so that's literally the only things on this page so yeah. go forward a bit and again that's the that's the main stuff you're gonna see yeah and there yeah. was toms earlier where they're rolling around the kit yeah yeah i just want to see when it changes like yeah. just a bit <laughs> just to visually see yeah, it. yeah 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 
I don't know if anyone is going to be interested in this. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't this give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, this was this is for the drum nerds out there. This is the first podcast I've done which hasn't been a drum drum podcast. Like an actual drum podcast. Yeah, full on drum one. It's sick. Here I hear we go. go. Here's a few times yeah. here. So play that. Okay, so 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 up here, yeah. you got these toms. So see, so that's when it goes. That goes that that goes up one. So he's obviously got a couple of toms up here. Then yeah. back to the snare, up another, down to the floor, back to the snare, up, and then back on the snare. So um, uh, it'd be like ah do do da da do 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 da da do do da da do 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 da da do do da da do 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 do. Ah, tricky. Right, you're going to go right, left, left. So you're going to go right, left, right, left, right, left, right, left, right, left, right, left, left, right. Normally you stick right, left, right, left, but that's going to be a weird move. So how do you know that it's left or right? Well, you could do both. By listening to it, it sounds like it's right, left, right, left, right, left. And you can pull it. Ideally, you do it right, left, right, left because it's going to be smoother and cleaner. Yeah. Um, if you can if you can physically do that right left right left you do it right left right left yeah and you can but how do you know like is there a certain uh, there's not really like, so that's up that's up to you yeah so whatever yeah. you can kind of get to yeah so then that would be like where your technicality comes in as to where it's like easier for you to do yeah, that yeah you can shit. interpret shit like you yeah. can hear that and kind of know what the sticking is mm. as I was saying before yeah 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 you know what I mean yeah but it's you not could necessarily technically re- play that however yeah as long as you hit the fucking things at the right time yeah yeah. Well, I've just learnt something extremely new that I yeah. had no fucking idea about. But yeah, you're bitten off quite, a, quite a tricky, uh, quite a tricky track there. He's he's a bit of a beast. Yeah, but it's yeah. Too, like to, it's and so like, interesting. And say like these other little ones with the little notes in front of them. Yeah, they're called flams. So here's a little thing for everyone to learn. Right, when you watch a good drummer play, say if they hit the snare, the main one, at the same time. You know, you see drums do yes, that. Yeah, they're always there's always a little gap there because it's like it's like a trampoline, like like a double bounce, double bounce. If you hit them at the same time, it sounds shit. Yeah, and, and it's like, so it's like double, uh, double bounce uh, trampoline. Uh, yeah, okay. yeah. So whenever you see them doing that, one's always coming down first. Aye. That's called a flam, my man. <laughs> <laughs> it's called a flam and flam on boys. Say oh, what. Oh, there's nothing I like more doing than sitting down behind the drums and dropping a couple of flams, Jason. <laughs> 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 fucking flam me up, big boy. Oh, fuck You it. can split those flams around the toms and you sound like a big badass, mate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you get like kids being like, I just want to learn how to flam properly? Oh, no, nah, never, but... Uh, oh, Jesus. Who's oh. this guy? Oh, how to play a flam. Ah. <laughs> uh, he does look like a Lego dude. Nah, I, I don't. They don't ask about flams too much, but when they don't do flams, boy, I tell them about it. Really? Yeah, it sounds like bad, flam out, man. son. Flam like out. When you're playing drums and you don't flam, oh nah. So that's just that invisible jujitsu shit. Yeah, you, oh, you gotta flam that shit, man. What are you doing? <laughs> that's so fucking cool, dude. I've seen some of your kids, man. They're fucking killers. Oh, they're weapons, bro. Full killers. Weapons. That must be such a sick feeling. Yeah, it is. They're getting sponsored and shit. I got kids getting sponsored left, right, and center. Really? Yeah, like by fucking massive drum brands. No hey, shit. Hey, check, check out um, Jacob Biviano. Put him on. Put put his IG on the screen. Yeah, like this, this kid's like out. this kid's twenty, and uh, he just grinds so fucking hard, man. Like 
every day. He practices two hours a day. He comes and gets two lessons with me a week. Wow. And he like he's like shooting videos. Um, it's fucking skate parks. On he's like my next video is gonna be on a boat. <laughs> like like uh, mini man, Uncle my boy. Dan. Yeah, <laughs> go get it, man. Um, Professor Dan. Yeah, Professor Dan. Have you got young Jacob Viviano? There he is. Oh, is he private? Oh, oh is he on the pro- What about oh, Viviano drums Viviano drums, drums. Yeah, yeah. yeah Smart man Yeah, yeah. Keeping the thoughts Out of that yeah, account yeah. Dude how's his kit bro yeah, it's the Same kind of deal as mine uh, He won't kick us off YouTube So no, let's no, no, play no. this shit Yeah So he's actually getting Some gigs with some Sick Aussie rappers Really Yeah dude He's he's um Chevy Levitt Is a dude And Mer- uh, Mitchos Mitchos the menace Really like, Mitchos gets sounds millions like, Of views man Sounds like my kind of dude Yeah so this is him. Yeah, this is my boy. Don't haircut too. Yeah. Just grinding. 20-year-old grinder. Are you picking apart his shit like as he's doing it to you? Like, mm, come on, bro. Yeah, he's a... You flaming out? Ah, uh, he's flaming out. So he actually recorded <laughs> this in my studio. And this is like a clip as, as such. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because to actually record it live is... Yeah, it's yeah. It's a big job. Yeah. Like you said, it's like 10 mics. He's a funny kid, actually. He had to... um. He had to mute his symbol here. Yeah. He's got a towel underneath it hanging off it. He's like, he sent me a photo. He's like, what do you think about the, like, is this all right? And I said, show us. And he sent me that. I was like, oh, bro, that's a big towel. <laughs> Fuck, his kit's sick. Yeah, it's fucking sick. Literally He's just got kit. sponsored by DW Drums. It's like the, one of the biggest drum brands in the world. That must make you super proud to see oh, this sick, shit, man. man. He's, yeah, he's ripping it. But like the funny with Jacob, like he just listens. He listens to everything I say, pretty much. Yeah. Like even when I'm not telling, giving him advice, he, yeah. he just picks up on He's shit. He's soaking it up. Yeah. Like I was telling him about this, the mics I use. Next thing, he brings me from the fucking the Audix factories with the dude who owns it. Goes, oh yeah, I'm with Graham here. I've just gotten sponsored. I'm like, what? Fuck. Yeah. He's, How good is that? Yeah. Just goes and gets it. That's so rad, man. Like, yeah. and you just got to think like the sky's got to be the limit for this kid, really. Like, if he's this young well, and working doing, that hard, yeah, he's doing better than what I was doing. Heaps better. Like, yeah, this Mitchos dude's big man in like kind of the yeah the Aussie lad rap, I guess. I don't know what yeah, it's called, but that yeah. that kind of thing. That's sick. So yeah, so it's, it's going well, man. It's good to watch uh, watch some kids come up. I'm gonna give him a follow. Give him a follow, bro. Um, he'll be fucking frothing to get him a clip for the clip for the gram. Viviano drums. Yeah, there he is. There's a, that's him at the skate park just sending it. What a boss, dude. Yeah. It's good. Just does it all himself. So, like, is the reason why you haven't just gone full-time with the school stuff is, you like, you just like working for Monster too much? Well, yeah, man. It's, it's kind of weird because it's a really good job. It's a Monster sick, or, yeah, Monster. or everything kind of is yeah, really well, everything's you do, good. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's really good, man. I've been there for a long time and... Um, it's a really good company to work for and you know if, if it was because like surely you gotta get there's gotta be a, a crossroads at some point yeah. in the future right yeah you're just trying not to yeah. think about it well no I think about it a lot yeah yeah like I don't know man I've got it good at the minute yeah but sometimes I'm like what could I maybe be doing or yeah. well, I don't know it's, it's you know it's really if it wasn't that good I wouldn't be there yeah, do you yeah. know what I mean like I've kind of got the best of both worlds at the minute yeah I've got a really good like corporate job yeah which isn't that corporate it's corporate fucking it's, it's, wait Dan Kirby just said I've got a corporate job <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, well, it, well yeah, but you know, yeah. like it's, it's a, no, you know, no. you know what I'm saying. Mon- yeah. Monster is monster, and you are and quite professional when you're yeah, being professional. Yes, too. yes, yes, and, and, uh, and I mean, so that's sick. Yeah, you know, and then the school's sick and gig sick. It just gets, it does fucking get hard, man. Yeah, like like things give here and there when certain things fire off. Like when when B and E drop a new record and we're out touring that. Yeah. Fuck. Which is soon, right? Well, it'll be next year. Okay. It'll be next year. I've, I've, I've heard a lot of the demos and whatnot, and it's sounding very good. So yeah, that's going to be exciting, man. But it's the whole thing is, like, they'll drop an album, we'll tour it hard for a year, and then nothing happens for a year. You know, it's kind of the cycle. Mm. So I can't just play drums for B&E. Yeah. I need other shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? To, to be able to eat and yeah. survive and strive. Yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, <laughs> yeah, but just I feel, keep pushing, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, f- I feel like yeah, it'd, it'd be so hard to maintain what you've got going, like because you're juggling like yeah. really three. F- obviously, Blissness is not full time, but yeah. like but you when could it fires, it's full time. But like yeah, much, and, yeah, and you could essentially like you could put hours of practice a day into being mm. a drummer as well if mm. you you know what I mean. A hundred percent. So that's like, that's like I'm compromising things here and there, yeah. and you know, like it's good financially doing double job. Yeah. that's great you know it's allowed me to kind of get ahead and stuff but and and actually opens up doors for me to do other things like mm. i can do these series with zoom i can fucking go to america when i want and so you're just using your own cash for that stuff at the minute i am yeah yeah we're trying to find a home yeah at the minute yeah so i mean i think we will i think i, you I, will I, I don't sure i don't too. think i'll you know that's it's again like you got to do shit to make shit happen like yeah. it's not just going to happen itself and not you, you got to invest a little bit into it initially to to get the ball rolling you know yeah um which i believe in it'll, it'll come back 100 percent. yeah and some and i think it's one of those things too but like when you're super passionate about something yeah. like you look at like sam with fist even yeah it's like the amount of money that he put into it over time and the amount of sacrifice that you make mm. and it's like even with this like this studio is expensive as fuck but like mm wasn't really making the money at the time to do the return it was still mm. not making the money but it's like i just want to do it like yeah. i just want it to happen yeah, and it's for me like i want yeah. it to happen you know yeah and, and then it's gonna happen you yeah because that, like that's what you want to do and that's what you're interested in and that's where your talent is mm. you know that's shit's gonna happen it's just a matter of it's just a matter of time it's gonna it's gonna happen you know yeah that's already happening you know so, same as myself there's, there's things going on that it, yeah i fucking can't believe are going on do you know what i mean and it's just because I think it's cool and I want to do it. Yeah. And then it's also like, fuck, how far can you take it as yeah. well? Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm pretty super jacked on the new series, man, because I, I really think it's a, a new kind of thing. Yeah. You know, it's a different approach and it's a fun adventure. Yeah. And like, I'm just, I just kind of want to fucking see how far I can take it. Yeah. And what kind of crazy shit we can pull off. Dude, like, even just the first clip that you and Zoom yeah. did is just it's, it's so ridiculous. rad. And it's then obviously the stuff that you did in, in LA would have been yeah, cool as well. Yeah, fucking outrageous. Yeah. Yeah. You so, don't know the... You don't... They're the kind of things too where you're like, man, you just don't know where that could go. And no. like you've always got to then one-up it. Like even this thing with Bennett mm, at Supercross, it's like, yep. what the fuck are you supposed to do after yeah. that? Like I know you'll do something <laughs> yeah. that will be better. Yeah, of But course. it's like right now yeah. you're... Yeah, right now you're like, right, Super Bowl. Like, like right now, I'm, I'm saying to the boys, "Fuck, we're gonna do this best run video ever, ever done." Yeah, that's just my attitude. Like, whether it's correct or not, it's, it's subjective. But I think we're gonna come up with the fucking sickest thing that anyone's seen on a drum kit. Like between two drummers, like there's been some classic ones over the years. Mm. I got a good feeling we're gonna fucking, you know, we're gonna top it with with everything we got going on. And then, not that it's competition, but I, for me personally, yeah. what I think we're gonna create is gonna be. Fucking yeah, you've got like that in there. 
Yeah, but that that internal drive that you've got to do that yeah. is like that's been the same since you were twelve, yeah. really. And there's no real reason for it. Like, why do you want to do the sickest drum video ever? Because I fucking want it. Have you thought about what like the thing is that drives you to work so hard? Yeah, sometimes. What do you reckon yeah, it is? I, fuck, I don't know, man. I've always just wanted to do cool shit, and yeah. it's never been like for money because I'm you know it's not about that. Because I'm not fucking really, rich. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I'm spending all my money on this shit. Yeah. You know. Um, but yeah, because like when you're 12 and you're performing at a school and you love it, it's yeah. like you're not thinking about money at 12 because no. you don't really even know what it is. No, you're like, fuck, that was sick. Well, the only thing at 12 in connection to money is like buying lollies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, you know what like, I mean? There's no, nothing to do with that. It's just, just I don't know, man. I just like it. Hey. But you're just a dude too. Like, you know, when, when we did this podcast with Bliss. Mm like he just credits so much of even his own motivation yeah. to you and yeah. Sam's the same where yeah. it's like man I just fucking talk to Kirby when I yeah. want to get fired up and like you've got that effect on people yeah, and it's I like love that. yeah but like where does that even come from like it's yeah. got to come from somewhere yeah. crazy in you like that yeah. that to me is so yeah. fucking cool that you have that yeah. and then you give that to other people Dude, and that's fucking that's cool hearing that you know because like say Sammy and Jonathan are a couple of the guys that I'm in contact with all the time and mm. there's a reason I'm in contact with them apart from being like best mates with them it's because of the vibe they give off and we kind of feed each other mm. you know what I mean like I want to be I want to be around I want to be talking to someone like Sammy and just hearing about the sick shit he's doing how well his business is going and yeah. and, and it's all because he's got that thing as well yeah. where he's just been doing it forever and, and he does it because he loves it and you know what I mean it's yeah. that vibe it's, it's not there's no negativity there. there's no one kind of all of these guys have um, visions and dreams and shit which are large and grand and and when you're talking to them it's like um, the the opportunities and the future is fucking unlimited yeah there, there's no cap on what's gonna happen like I'll fucking call John and, and be like man let's go let's yeah. f- like fucking let's come on let's do some you know what's gonna happen with this new tour what, the new B&E album sound, you're rapping like a fucking animal like yeah. what's, let's fucking let's go like imagine the live show what we can do and we talk about that and then we're like fuck man you gotta get to the states let's go come on let's go bigger and bigger and bigger and then he fires up he's like yeah fuck yeah <laughs> you know and then it's just a, it's just that energy I love that it's contagious you know all of my really close friends have that yeah. they've all got something that they do and like my best mate Andy's off his head with his business man like he owns 15 gyms he was a carpenter I used to live with him he was in my band he was a carpenter whose car would get robbed he'd get his tools stolen every fucking second month you know grinding out like hard 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 and then then one day he said I'm gonna be a PT and I'm gonna open a gym and he fucking bleased out the biggest fucking warehouse in Melbourne City you could imagine walked in there and I was like what <sighs> you know he had no business experience and he just started and now he's fucking got 15 gyms killing it and it's all because he had this thing in his head where he's a little bit different to everyone else yeah. he thinks a little bit differently and he and his drive and his thought process is just like no one really you know that I've met but but all my friends kind of have that mm. kind of thing you know but I like I'll catch up with him and I'll leave breakfast how busy I am I'll leave breakfast going fuck I'm not busy I'm lazy I'm lazy what am I doing like sometimes we'll catch up at breakfast and I stop him mid conversation and go mate who the fuck do you hang around to think like who who do you 
who is in your circle right now because you're off your head yeah. like in an epic way yeah. do you know what I mean and that shit inspires me because it's like I've seen my best mate fucking go and murder it off his own back when when no one really believed in it like yeah. you know like he, he just believed in himself and he had no business experience he's, he's killed it you know in a f- foreign industry to him at the time yeah. and, and to have I'm fucking lucky to have someone like that in my life to yeah. to bounce off and he's the guy who got me all my students to start off with right yeah, you know what I mean yeah. so but shit like that same thing with you know with Sammy he's, he's killing it like I've seen Sammy start fucking washing mats at a bar at five in the morning yeah. freezing rain like you know going through like just grinding his ass off you know, I'm working three jobs. And, and Plus, doing, like, the thing that I love about Sam that he doesn't get, like, he's blushing over there. Yeah. Doesn't get enough credit for is, like, he literally made a million dollars off Rockstar. Yeah. And then went basically broke off that yeah. at a young age. Like, that would fucking crush people's souls. Ah. Like, the, the average person that made that much money, mm. like, quickly, mm. and then got fucking brought back down to earth would just be, like, dog with a tail between its legs fucking out of there I'm yep. never doing business again yep. and it's like and now 10 years later look at Fist yeah. it's fucking retarded man it's crazy I remember meeting Sammy on the first night we met it was at a 28 days gig so I know Sammy through 28 days yeah, so right. our old um, like tech slash uh, tour manager Jesse was, was in oh yeah yeah, 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 Jesse. yeah so Jesse brings Sammy to the gig he's like oh I've got this guy Sammy he's got this cool rock star car or whatever and anyway fucking Sammy rolled in this sick V8 ute I remember all, that thing things. the and black fucking rock star yeah ute. and he's yeah. like I own this glove company we had a few beers and he showed me BMX dudes doing this thing and you know and fucking look at where it's at now yeah. I've often thought about it and like Sammy Moore's talent is not only business savvy but like his personality yeah like Sammy's got the personality of a fucking warrior. Everyone, everyone wants to be his mate. Yeah, you know what I mean. What a lord. Yeah, it's fucking like the. I've been reading some shit lately. Like one, of, well, one of the books I'm reading at the moment is how yeah. to win friends and influence people. Yeah. You ever heard of it? I have. Yeah. Yeah. So like, it's fucking rad. I love it because it was written in the 30s. Mm. So it's like super old, and mm. all the references are to like um benjamin franklin and fucking abraham lincoln and mm. uh henry ford like old school g's mm. that literally like built the world's economy mm. and all of them all of the shit they say at like this that was the secret to their success mm. is being able to deal with people yeah and it's like that's what you look that's what i look like in like sammy and maddie like yeah, my, my brother fucking kills it as well mm. and like that's because he's just the dude that everyone wants to be around and mm. like the other thing i was thinking when you were saying it mm. uh like when you were just talking before is that mm. i feel like as well when i talk to you when mm. i talk to maddie when i talk mm. to sam when i talk to all of my friends like one mm. of my buddies shane that i do jujitsu with he's just opened a gym mm. and it's like i just don't fucking doubt them mm. You know, yeah, like, yeah, if you fully. call me, like, when you're saying this fucking, all the stuff that you're going to do, like, before, mm. well, before the podcast, mm. you hadn't done the Frank Zumo thing mm. at the last time we did it. Yeah. You hadn't yeah. done that. Yeah. Here you are fucking a couple months later yeah. and it's done. Crushed it. Crushed and it's it like the, the people that I'm around, mm. I don't fucking doubt these people. Yeah. And it, I, maybe that's what it is then that lets you really feed off that energy because mm. it's like I fucking know when Dan Kirby says he's mm. gonna do something and he's got an idea yeah. it's gonna fucking happen yeah. and maybe that's the thing that lets you get fired up and yeah. the, the like people aren't letting you down with mm. all, like the all talk no action yeah, like when Bliss said he was gonna run that marathon with mm. you 
Yeah. You know, and like he smashed it. And then like he fucking did it. Yeah. And it's like Sammy's talking about his glove company. And he fucking did yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. And it's like it's the best man watching yeah. people fucking do it. And it does. It gives you trust in them and, and faith that they are gonna do it. They're not just talking shit. And it lets you then be fired up, yeah. right? Because when you hear their ideas and their plans, you know, it's not just a whole bunch of shit talk. Mm. You know what I mean? And like the more wild it is, the better. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. The fucking more wild the better. Because, I, dude, I always think about, like, because even me and Sam, it's like I was probably 18 or 19 when I met Sam. Mm. And, like, he was just basically being, like, a free team manager to Rockstar in Australia. Mm. Like, just trying to make it happen. Mm. And it's, like, to come that far yeah. and just to see how much shit has been done and then the people mm. that you meet along the way. And it's, like, there's it's so rewarding, especially when you know, like, how hard it was yeah. the people as well like your mate getting his tools stolen and yeah. shit it's just like all the tales of success are just tales of like fucking blind faith and perseverance yeah fully yeah and just the belief yeah insane belief yeah and a lot of like and that the thing that i love the most right about a lot of my really close friends is that they're a little bit different often you know yeah they're a little bit different and they think a little bit different and and a lot of times you know people talk bit of shit or they might you know there's a lot of talk talk and a lot of people talk a bit of shit if you're a little bit different or you got a bit of an idea there's people trying yeah. to bring you down like yeah and the thing that i love a lot about my mates is they don't give a fuck yeah dude you look know? at kendall he's like the yeah. perfect example of that yeah. shit too he don't give a fuck dude yeah. he just charges on mm. like you are right you know i love that sick fuck yeah sammy fuck yeah the boys <laughs> 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 I didn't I was I wondered where you guys first met but I knew that you would have been around during that whole like Sammy fucking working yeah. in the bar and working yeah that, 10 was, that jobs. was a bit into it but it was yeah it was through 28 days man mm. through music funnily enough that's how I got my job at Monster that's yeah it's all through music really that's mm. how I met a lot of people did you like, I guess like you would have always just sort of thought that it was going to happen for you like right from the start mm. Or was there like times where you didn't? Oh, were you ever no. at crossroads where you thought you were just going to fully give it up? Dude, I'm still fucking at. I'm at the crossroads every day, bro. No, no you're not, bro. No, I'm not. But, um, <laughs> you're a no, fucking lord. No, but like, definitely, man. Like, yeah. fuck yeah, hundred percent. I've done that many shit gigs. You know, <laughs> so many shit gigs. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man, I'm definitely not where I want to be. What What do you reckon, like, when you had that the shittest gig? Mm. Like, what was it that brought you back to it? Because I oh, used to think about the, that a lot. Just the chance of a good gig. Because, <laughs> like, yeah. like, a good gig's the best thing in the world. Yeah. And then you have a shit gig. And it's funny, like, the time after a good gig or a shit gig, it fucking wears on you. Yeah. Like, you, you do an amazing gig, you might not have a gig for a while, and that month, you're like, like you, you fucking feel like a legend. And then you go and do the shittest gig ever where I've done gigs man where fucking people just turn around and don't even watch <laughs> like literally and you're like fuck why am I even playing yeah like, this is horrific but whatever you know I've tried not to do them anymore yeah um, <laughs> just for my j I just try not to do them yeah like, yeah, yeah yeah as you, as you can as get you but but yeah man and then it's like oh well that was freaking shit well luckily hopefully the next one's good 
But I mean, often in the bands and stuff, I don't have those gigs. I'm talking yeah. about when I do little side things here and there, or I might, you know, do little corporate gigs or something like that. It's 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 very fucking swing and a miss. It's very it's very good to do though. Yeah. Because if I just did gigs with Blizz and Esso, I could think I was the fucking the man. Yeah. And then really, I go and do my own gig and fucking there's seven people there drinking beers telling me to shut up. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like okay, a lot of work to be done here. Well, because that's the thing about being an artist is that mm. you're like you're really putting oh, I guess it's the same with this sort of shit I don't really think that much about it like <laughs> you know I, you know what I mean yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. you sort of just like oh, it's just what I'm doing it is it is yeah yeah, but, but but I mean, you're really putting yourself out there to be rejected, and like oh, at least time. with th- maybe with this, it's like if someone doesn't want to listen, like I can't see the person. Like there's probably a person right now that's mm. looking at their computer screen or their phone about to stop this going. This dude's a fuckwit, but mm. at least I can't <laughs> physically see that person. Like I'm not on yeah, stage, you know. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You would have to face like legitimate yeah, rejection. Yeah, I've done in that so sense. many shit gigs early on, man. Hundred percent. No, yeah. no one's. I'm sure there's people. Man, that want I've to had throw fucking um, like uh, big pint glasses. I had a pint glass thrown at me once. Fuck, where was yeah, that? Yeah, 28 days gig. We were in um, San Remo, and fucking like I just and the dude just yelled out green spoon. I just saw <laughs> like through this the thing, fucking Carmen, and it missed our singer's head and just landed on my kit and smashed everywhere. Fuck, that was probably the worst thing I've had thrown at me. Re- yeah well fuck it's makes sense bad. yeah I was yeah. gonna say where do you really go from there like pull apart a fucking table leg or something um, that's about it though have you ever seen like a riot or any like massive fights dude at the yeah show? fully when, when I um in my first band before Behind Crimson Eyes we'd play at the Barn Club in Geelong and Geelong was fucking yeah wild, it was George. rough man and, yeah. and we'd play with something with numbers I don't know if you know yeah that. dude yeah, that was sick we were supporting fuck. them fuck what they had uh, Chase the Chaser that yeah, was a they had some sick yeah, songs yeah, that, that was a fucking long tune. time ago man I was yep. probably 19 and and anyway, we were playing and the whole crowd punched, like it started in like a circle and they were swaying and then just the whole crowd punched on and came onto the stage, <laughs> they were punching on on, the, on stage and we just, wow. like, just stopped. Just stopped playing. Just stopped. Like you kind of play for a bit and you're like, it'll pass, it'll pass. It's getting pretty bad. It's getting pretty bad. Oh, fuck, demo stopped. Oh, it's on the stage. Oh, fuck, they're on my drum kit. Oh, I'm out. You know. Fuck, I'm fucking out. You guys wild. I'm out. Security. Fuck too long. Fuck <laughs> security. Back, go back to Ballarat. Fuck yeah. you, And they got like one little security guard, you know. Oh, yeah, I've had a few of them, man. Fuck. Yeah, early on. Every now and then you get a scuffle. You know, we stop normally if there's a bad scuffle. Yeah. Fuck, 28 days. We played once in um, Brisbane and this dude got up on the barrier and then he like did the Jesus stance like he put his arms out and went to like kind of stage dive backwards yeah. and the fucking whole crowd moved and he sta- <laughs> stage dived and landed and got knocked out oh. and we're playing and the crowd's like yelling at us going he's fucking knocked out he's out he's out stop playing he's out and we're still kind of playing like like stop and Jay's like fuck is that guy alright <laughs> he's fucking he's still unconscious security get him yeah we stopped playing like he's just unconscious fuck that was wild yeah that's not yeah man you would have seen some oh, shit oh I've seen some shit dude like I've learnt not to throw my sticks out after gigs yeah that, that right. was one thing what into the crowd mm. what happened there well uh, there was an incident where <laughs> I, I won't say who I was playing with but I threw the sticks out and like I don't know so I reckon this person was stitching me up but they were laying on the ground at the end of the gig and like I came out and, and Jay goes he's fucking out <laughs> I was like looking and the production manager's like that's why you don't fucking throw your sticks out at the end of the gig I was like fuck off like, <laughs> fuck off like I did this yeah. you know what I mean but 
Anyway, I think there was a scuffle that broke out around it or whatever. But Top anyway, one. don't do that anymore. Touch that one, see if it. Oh, it's I, stopped, I, it yeah. seems to have gotten better. Yeah, fucking thing. But do you um, know anyone at road? <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. This is a sure. Sure, yeah, you need some roads, man. Fuck them off. Is it still fucking wigging out? What, this top one? Yeah. Okay. Oh, I think that's the dodgy... There's a dodgy cord. It's not the microphone. Oh, damn. I shouldn't be talking shit, yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> They're fucking good microphones. They are. Um, but yeah, I think it's that. that so, so yes, many a rock and roll stories, my brother. Mm. Many a rock and roll stories along the way. Did you get to do... Like, was there ever a point where... Like, because you're like... Um, you said before, like, if I just did Bliss and SO shows, I'd just think I was a man. Yeah. Was there ever a point where you, like, early on, where you did think you were the man? Nah, I've always been super aware of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I always think about it, to be honest. Yeah. Like, here's the deal. I'm not in Bliss and SO, I'm their drummer. Yeah. It's their crowd. It's their legacy. It's their show. Yeah. My victory is having them choose me to play drums for them. Yeah, tell yeah. that story, actually. That's a fucking dope-ass yeah. story. Well... So, I mean, I met Bliss years ago uh, and I'd done some drum videos and we were having beers and I was sh my mate Kendall was showing him some of the videos. Like, going, fuck, he's going, you should get DK, third chapter Kendall is saying you should get DK to play drums for you. Yeah. Right? And Jonathan would look at him and he'd be like, oh, yeah. You know, and then that would be it. And then they had a drummer, a New Zealand guy, plays in Shapeshifter and it was the keyboards. He played in a band with the other members right so anyway he couldn't do a tour he did the big day out and then he couldn't do a tour after that because his other band had a gig so they needed a drummer so then my Kendall calls me he's like I think you might be on here yeah that's all he said I didn't know it was Bliss and so I didn't really know anything and then anyway eventually got on to Jonathan and he wanted me to learn four songs um, film them and send them through so I called in Brett Trigg yep. our mate Triggy and he yeah, came in and filmed me do four songs I think they wanted three I did four I sent them off and I kind of played them laid back because I thought that, like, I heard that SO liked, didn't want too much. Yeah, didn't just want something, some something extra light, shit. you know, didn't want any extra shit. So I just kind of played it how easy they were. Ranch. Played them easy. Sent them off, didn't hear back. And I knew, I've been around long enough to know that when fucking the band that big comes knocking on your door, it's very rare. Yeah. There's not many big bands in Australia like that that suit me my person like my plane and whatnot. yeah very rare it's probably the number one band I could have played in to be yeah, honest right. like if I could pick one group in all of fucking Australia there'd be Bliss and Esso right and 28 Days I'm talking hip hop here yeah. right like it would be them right so that opportunity's there right and I've sent the videos and I haven't heard back oh, fuck I've blown it I'm gonna fucking go back in with my GoPro and I'm gonna send it I'm gonna do these four songs again drag my ass in there with my kid for who knows what's going to happen I sent it I just played them how I like to play sent them back off and um, I think it was between me and another guy the other guy didn't even do the videos and I'd done eight I was meant to do three right so it's like fuck this guy's pretty keen yeah you know what I mean and uh, and anyway I still remember the call Jonathan called me he's like you know I've watched the I've watched the videos with Macca and we'd love to have you on tour and it just started man it was like practiced for three days and then started their biggest tour ever we were doing fucking like eight, ten thousand people a night that was your biggest shows yeah. up until then right oh dude I, I went from like 500 capacity kind of venues you know like pubs to fucking like river stage you know and uh, the domain in Sydney yeah which is where they have the carols 
I remember the domain specifically. I shitting myself. Rolled yeah, out. how I, nervous were you? I, well, I, I was, wasn't really nervous. It was more like I was looking at the set list because I was little, like we, we hadn't jammed much yeah. like for how big the shows were. It was kind of rushed. I was looking at the set list going, fuck, only three more songs to go. I've only got three more songs I could fuck up. <laughs> Come on, big boy. <laughs> fuck, just get your way through this one. You can do it, daddy. Yeah. But then after that, like I relaxed into it. And it was, yeah. It was easy. So you weren't necessarily worried about like your own ability. It was just like tr- it fucking just it up. It was memorizing, you know, it was memorizing stuff because I had to learn all the songs in a short amount of time. Right. I didn't yeah. have long to learn them. Yeah. So that was one thing and there's like 20 songs and then and then when we went to rehearsal djism would pull out gaps in the songs and the boys would rap in the gaps yeah right so so then i kind of had to relearn them again with all of the gaps oh because it's not just like it's not just playing like yeah. it stops and then they rap and then they comes back in and there's hard bits where like they pull it out and they rap for fucking four bars and then they drop it in on the one and back then i didn't have a click track so they'd pull it out and you've and, got to sit in there and go, there's 10,000 people two, there three, and, and you're like your heart's racing so you've got to try not to count you've got to count slow kind of yeah knowing that you're going to count fast because of the Fuck. adrenaline and then dropping in on the one so like it was more that kind of shit that yeah. I was like I didn't want to keep playing through when I'm meant to be stopped yeah you know, and everyone super fucking turns around all. and looks at me yeah <laughs> I was like fuck only three more songs come on but what was the feeling like after that stage? After oh, that, insane. yeah, you would have been like, "Fucking like, nailed it!" Fuck? I couldn't believe it when I joined that that group, man. Yeah, I couldn't believe the hysteria around them. Like, really, we, we would stop at Seven Elevens. Mac would get out for a smoke, and fucking there'd be kids in cars with their mum and parents. They'd fucking run out of the car and run up and like hug him and cry and shit and like lose their shit. And I was like, "What the fuck? This is wild." Because he's it unique looking dude yeah, too. He like he looks out. like him he stands out yeah like people lose their shit and like after that sydney gig i remember some kid jumped the back fence was just like 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 it's, at him yeah, Matt, yeah. Matt, like, oh, dude i just come off stage like we literally like he jumped the fence like just his hysteria around does it. he struggle with that shit a little bit at times nah he's he's like he's a chiller he just chills yeah he just chills at home because bliss seems to like i haven't bliss had that much to do with him bliss seems like he's got his head really around the that fame sort of side of it yeah but I, I always wondered whether Macca was like the more reserved pulled back dude yeah Macca's Macca just chills with his wife and his kid yeah you know he just hangs out yeah Macca's like Macca's a daddy you know he's just a fucking legend just just a chiller Jonathan's gets around the you know people more yeah at, at like you know he has more he drinks and shit like that or Macca just kind of chills. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's crazy when you look at a guy like that and you know that, yeah, like, because that's what you hear about him is he is, like, pretty pulled back, pretty reserved, but then he can just fucking snap on the mic and he oh, just bro, thinks he about he this craziest yeah. shit. Because he used to drink a lot back in the day. Like, before I met him, he'd drink heaps. Yeah, okay. Right, he, he, he drank a lot and he writes about it in songs and stuff. Yeah. He's got a song called Devil on My Shoulder where he, he raps about his, his history with alcohol and it's fucking one of the sickest verses you will ever hear yeah really really fucking good can you but, pull that up just yeah, the lyrics man, it's, of that it's, it's one of the be cool to read the lyrics dude it's like one of this it's my favourite um, verse of his so like that that was he was crazy back so in the read day so the, read your favourite verse oh Faith Marie fuck um, but now he doesn't he doesn't drink at all you know which is good man because we can just I mean you don't want to be drinking at shows 
Yeah, as we you figured know, out. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's just fucking. You know, I mean, especially when the shows are hard. Go like on, just have a sip. We've only got like yeah. twenty minutes to go. Just their, have a their sip. Their shows are hard, man. Like I'd, I'd never drink before a show. It'd be it'd be a shame for us not to at least have a sip of that each. Yeah, come on. I don't know if this is the appropriate time when we're talking about. <laughs> oh, not drink. Yeah, actually, say that. It's kind of like what the fuck. Devil, devil <laughs> later, on my shoulder. Later, 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 later. No, but like. So, what's your favorite verse? Here. So read that shit. Okay, it's going to take me a minute. That's all right. We got time. We got time. I got a bullet for the devil, and that is the truth. You won't believe who he is until he's actually you. Reaching out to anything to use and as an excuse. When my mother passed, all I knew was smashing the booze. Now my band's on the rise, but Vic Bitter got me rude. I lose cannon when I'm hammered, trying to bicker with my crew. A head full of anger got me trapped when I drink. Ten years, a case a day. How's that for a binge? Fuck. Yeah. I'll keep going. And the yeah. music industry is a constant celebration. Cold up, but we don't see the hell we're facing. And the flames only grow once your name's getting known. Now everybody's backstage shit-faced at your show. And I wanted the right route, but no one showed me. If I knew now what I then, I would have blown up the pokies. Anyway, it keeps going. Give, give back the free beer so Max can see clear. I gave it all up and I ain't looked back in three years. It's like five, six years now. And it's the best thing I've ever done. I told the devil run. I blew his head off my shoulder. Now who's the clever cunt? Should I keep going? Fuck yeah. That's long, yeah? They're just a memory, those days of acting crazy. I put them all behind me for my lady and our baby. And under the bridges where my mother lay in peace, I buried those ashes next to my mother's favorite tree. Surprised I'm alive as I leave her a candle. I'm a work in progress trying to lead by example. That is one of the fucking sickest verses yeah. and, and, and it's everything in there is like a fact. You know, I actually asked him how he wrote it because it was so fucking cool and he, and he just kind of said he had, um, speaking on behalf of him, but he, yeah. he, he said he kind of had all of his dot points yeah. and he just crafted that verse. And basically, that's before I knew him, man. I didn't know him when he drank and I know him now as the sober guy and it's fucking awesome. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I love that he's like, a lot of people look up to him, you know, that have had, that have drank a lot in past, that are sober now. They look yeah. up to him as kind of like, you know, a, an example. Yeah. And, and he is, he's a prime example of a guy who used to be loose on the piss, case a day, and now just sober and kills it and just kill, chills with his missus and his kid. It's fucking pretty incredible. It's fucking eh? awesome, man. Like when he, when we play that song and he raps that shit, like I fucking love it. Yeah. I love playing behind that. Yeah. I love Does that fire you up fuck, on the yeah, kit? Yeah, man, fires me right up. I love like, there's so much truth in that verse, and yeah. he's putting it all out there, you know. And I, and I don't Which know, man. I, I just think it's fucking cool to to for me. It's real cool to be behind someone like that. Yeah, like he's he's laying it down, and he's true to his word, and he's the example of someone who used to drink heaps, and now he doesn't, and yeah. it can be done. And I'm the fucking example of it, and I'm sitting behind him playing drums. Like it's a privilege to be fucking on the stage with him while he's doing that shit. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's that's why like it means a lot to me. Like their their music has a lot of depth to it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's not just about the money and the hoes and the bitches at all. That's yeah. not what they're about. Like there's actual meaning behind it. So it comes back to the hysteria when you see people fucking losing their shit over meeting the boys. It's not because they're famous bliss and so it's because of what the content the that they're talking yeah. about. Like, you know, he's like someone's fucking person they look up to to get off the piss yeah do you know what I mean and that's why people lose their shit because they 
connect with them. Yeah, and a lot of times too, I think that people that grow up in an environment where like you're infected by those kinds of issues mm. that those boys were affected by, mm. like it's hard to fucking find good people and mm. good mentors and yeah. when you're at the fucking bottom end of society yeah, and you've got a drinking problem yeah. and you've got a drug problem or whatever yeah. it is that you've got mm. and it's like you don't have the people around you that can fucking sing you that shit mm. in person yeah you know like i know that if i went down that road i've got enough good people around me that would pull me out, pull of, you that. out of it yeah but it's like you know if you're a dude in the fucking eastern suburbs of sydney and you're yeah. super poor and yep. you've fucking got nothing and then you've got that problem mm. And it's like, who have you got? Yeah. And it's like, you could see how that would fucking yeah. help somebody, like, right? And, and all of your friends are l- l- idiots, you know, yeah. like bringing you down or it's a bad environment. Or trying to keep you down because yeah, that's where they are. 100%. There's a lot of that. And then you have someone like that rapping like that and it's, you can fucking literally save someone's life, that kind yeah. of shit, you know? And that's cool, man. Yeah. That's what it's all about. Like, that's the shit I want to be involved with. I want to be playing drums for those fucking guys. You know what I mean? The guys that are fucking living examples of fucking dudes who've come through it and are legends yeah you know what i mean doing a good thing for the world man it's no wonder like you're as positive and fired up as you are because it's like think about all the energy that you're around mm. like you just get yeah. to fucking ride all the like the waves of like these amazing people that yeah. you've surrounded yourself yeah, it's with crazy and it's not like not to say that you're on people's mm. coattails but it's mm. like, you know, you're everyone's feeding off this mm. fucking crazy vibe and this crazy energy. And it's mm. like, you know, like you said that, you know, Max will put that stuff out mm. there. And then it's like, that's so fucking gnarly mm. to like bear so much mm. of yourself. Oh. But then it's like the reward of that mm. is like once you go so far that way and you fucking put it all on the line, mm. what you get back in terms of energy mm. is that is same it's, thing yeah so it's like no wonder you guys are on such a fucking high yeah, all the time it's insane man when when we do tracks like that at shows it's fucking electric mm. like the, the the they're a group who have everyone in the crowd's attention and everyone in the crowd fucking loves them they're not mm. just kind of there to watch a bit of a gig they're there they're fucking singing every word and the place is buzzing Mm. you know what I mean we do like a Jonathan raps something back at Macker and says he's proud of him for getting getting off the booze and and that's kind of how we'd wrap up that song and the fucking place would just go berserk for like mm. a minute of like ah, you know what I mean and yeah. um yeah dude it's it's fucking that's cool I'm very lucky to, to be able to be around that do you take that energy with you back into just daily life yeah you actively try and harness yeah. that shit oh dude fully and and there's weird shit that happens right so so with Beanie like the thing that I've learned about epic groups right is you have say them there's three very different characters very different personalities super different super different personalities right they've all got their strengths they've all got their quirkiness when they fucking come together Mm. the energy and the vibe of those three guys is fucking magic yeah there's there's no real way to explain it i don't know if it's because they've been doing it for so long and they know how each other works but before we we do gigs bliss and esso get together in the band room like 15 year old kids and and say then i'm gonna see you oh what's up no i'm fucking yeah you know and they're like two nervous kids who have never done a gig before out the back going over what they're gonna say yeah you know what i mean and and that um like kind of like nervous anxious energy translates live to the stage like uh, you don't see that yeah i never see that with anyone like 
two dudes at that level getting together like little kids. Rapping, they just rap, care that much. Rap, rapping about ideas like you do at your first gig. They've still got that energy together. Yeah. And I, st- I just sit back, man. I watch it. And I go, this is fucking sick. Yeah. This is where the magic is. And, and this is when they when they get onto stage and they launch it and the place goes fucking mental. Yeah. And it's because of that initial energy. And then they get on the stage and they're bouncing off each other. Man, I've, I've done gigs with them. Like at our headline shows, we come out and it's wild from the get-go. When... When we do shows that aren't our headline gigs, like for example, we did the F1 once, right? Yeah, yeah. We came out, it was the first gig I did with them. We, we came out and there might have been like 500 people there, like, like kind of put your hands up. And you know, yeah, a few people put yep, their hands up. Yep. Like, oh, fuck, that's rough. And then I, w- I sit up the back and I watch them work off each other and work the crowd and fucking work for it. Yeah. Because right? it's not, it's, they're not fucking frothing as soon as they come out yeah like watching them work the crowd and that's them. when you know a band wants it Bro, dude. at the end there's two and a half thousand people everyone's hands are in the air and the place is going fucking ape shit yeah that's like magic to me watching those two dudes fucking work it and make it happen because you could easily come out and just fuck that up and you have a hundred people at the end of it yeah you know what I mean but it was just it's interesting watching that shit from the back like just watching how they interact and watching the energy and the it's just how they yeah. can, can work a crowd and whip a crowd up into a frenzy like that. It's an extreme talent. Yeah, well, I was going to say, that's like a that's a fucking telltale sign of a band that really wants it because you know that that it's not going to be your crowd. Like, yeah. you, the F1, it's like, who the fuck's going to the F1? Yeah. Like, everybody is going yeah. to the F1. Yeah. So it's like... You, they're not singing all the words no they don't know the words nah. they're not gonna get that's not your show mm. and it's like that's a fucking confident band that's a band that yeah. wants it that's a band that believes in themselves yeah man and a talent like that's yeah. a talent that, and that was cool because I'd never I'd never seen it before from, from them because they're uh, as I said it was always our headline show yeah but like that was the first one I did with them that wasn't and I was like fuck man this is wild wild watching the energy yeah and you just literally see it come from nothing. Fuck, I just see them working off each other. And yeah. it's like, fuck, this is incredible. We did another one, actually. We did the Big Pineapple Festival and one of my favourite gig moments ever, all right? The fucking, the lights went out. It was raining. It was an out. There's 10,000, 11,000 people there on a hill. This looks sick. The lights go out, all right? And, and we have like a show that we kind of play out and it's kind of similar each night. Yeah. You kind of get into the groove of it. And then we got to this point and the lights are out. It's like, well, fuck, what do we do now? Yeah. I was like, let's let's fucking jam, you know? So it's like myself, the keyboard player, Cuzzy and the singer, DJs, and we just start making shit up, rap it. The boys just start dropping verses, freestyle verses, and whip, them, whip the fucking crowd up into a frenzy from nothing. Really? Just freestyle shit. We just literally freestyled it, fucking did a little drum solo. Mac is ripping a verse, Johnny rips a verse. And then they're like, fuck it, let's do party at my place in the dark. So it's one of their party anthems. There's fucking 11,000 people in the rain going ape shit. And, and like, like, just no, that you no couldn't lights, see it. No lights. Phone lights out. Like, you know, sh- that's the shit that I love. Yeah. Like when it kind of goes a little bit off wh- where it's meant to go and you just, you, you're relying on the talent that's yeah. around you to come up with something sick to entertain fucking 11,000 people or whatever. And how many bands would walk off the stage at that point? Yeah, or shoot themselves, you know. But at that level, you'd expect them to be able to do something. Yeah. But I mean, for me, it's super fun and just fun watching the talent yeah. that I'm with. You know what I mean? That's a shit that I love. Have you, like, do you think about, like, reflect on those moments a lot? I reflect on them, nah, not a lot. I reflect on them a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely reflect on them a little bit, but not heaps. 
because I guess in the moment, like you still would, you'd feel mid race right now. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like yeah. you wouldn't feel like. Oh no! Fuck yeah. no! No, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm going forward. Yeah, like I don't often think about that. Yeah, it's too much. Yeah, I'm but like, I, fuck, what's next? I suppose it's like so there's got to be a balance though. Like yeah. sometimes it is good to think about the shit yeah. that you've done. Like we were looking at, I was trying to show Mick and Andy a photo because um, Andy's going to LA. So I was like, I had a photo on my Instagram like years ago mm. of, in Joshua Tree National Park. Yeah, sick. And then, so I was trying to find that. And on the way, I'm like looking at these photos from like 2013. Mm. And I was like, fuck. Like I literally forgot that I was have a photo of me in a helicopter sideways and I'm sitting out of it with my camera and then there's Ricky Carmichael being like, what up? Sick. And like, I forgot that photo existed. Yeah. Because I'm like, it doesn't really, it doesn't really matter. You're like, always I'm looking forward. Exactly. Yeah. But it is, it's fucking sick when you mm. have that. And that's, I think maybe that's like one of the reasons I like doing this with people. Mm. It's because like it forces people to look back at like these dope ass fucking experiences that they've had. Yeah, fully. And again, it's like just energy, eh? Mm. Like you can just carry that shit. Yeah. And it's all about the feeling of that moment too. Like the energy that's in that moment. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's good. It's good you, vibes. You can kind of recreate it in a way. Obviously, mm. it's never going to feel as good as it was on stage. Yeah. But like you can see like yeah. in hindsight, you're like, That's funny that's because sick. you only really have a few moments. I've only really got a few moments I can clearly remember from, from being on stage because it all kind of blurs, blurs in. Yeah. yeah. Are they the, they, they're the main ones? Yeah. There's like, there's a, there's a couple, man. I remember when I was in Behind Crimson Eyes, I just started with them. We played at Pushover. It was like an underage festival. And like, there's one moment I clearly remember. And um, it's when I just started with BC. It's probably the biggest gig I'd ever done at the time. Maybe 800 people there or something. And I remember seeing two of my buddies coming in the crowd. They were like real big dudes. And they were like, <laughs> fucking, they were like moshing with all these 15-year-old kids. They were probably like 18 or something at the time. Yeah. And there's kids fucking running up and launching off their back and stuff. But it was just like just shit like that. Like, it, you know, I just remember seeing buddies in the crowd and it just... You know, it stump, takes my breath away a little yeah. bit. Weird shit like that. Or like sometimes I'll turn around and some, one of my buddies will be watching me and I'll like a fucking almost choke up. Yeah. You know, like if I'm doing something sick, it's a sick gig. And I, for example, I turned around and saw my buddy Andy watching me and we started music together when we were 12. Yeah. You know, I was playing with B&E and I just looked around and I was like, fuck, that's sick. Crazy to come yeah. like that far full circle. Mm. So what's in your future that you can predict? Oh, bro. Well lots of touring couple more beers yeah cu- couple <laughs> more beers B and E school monster um, drum show and we'll just kind of see what happens from there That I mean that shit's definitely happening yeah what is unknown who knows yeah but I mean you know I reckon I could knock this out for another decade maybe the touring and stuff yeah like Zumo's 40 yeah you know, so how old are you now I'm 32 yeah now, I always thought I'll go to 30 then I'll just be a fucking town planner you know i just settle down be a town planner and fucking plan some towns and have a missus and some kids and wear some fucking rm williams or something or whatever you do when you're in your 30s when you're 18 you know yeah dude how crazy is that you get to like because i'm 31 and i'm just like i still feel like i've done literally nothing yeah i still feel like i'm a child yeah i'm like 20 yeah fuck i better get my shit together um you know i can just see going i'll probably just keep doing it forever Mm. and it'll just kind of morph into something different yeah you know i'll end up playing fuck who knows bliss and so will probably be playing forever so we're 28 days mate we're playing with fucking the hoodoo gurus and shit in, in march that'll be hoodoo sick. gurus 28 days and maybe eskimo joe or something yeah, so like they've right. kind of pushed on to the next 
you know. Well, they did the AF. Oh, what did they? State of Origin in Perth. They fucking did the pregame for State of Origin. 28 this Days. Year. No, uh, oh. Eskimo Joe. Yeah. Like, so yeah, there's a lot it. of those older rock bands are kind of pushed through and they're like the classic bands now. Yeah. Which is kind of what 28's doing, which is fucking epic. Yeah, I wonder if we'll have like a big full circle moment where like that shit just comes heavy Dude, it kind back of happens. In. Like last year we did the Hotter Than Hell Festival and it was like Ask Body Jar. Fuck, uh, Body Jar's got some tunes Prince too. Prince were on, a, on yeah. one, like Area 7. It was fucking uh, Killing Heidi. Like Dude. all the bands from the early 2000s. Super Jesus. Fucking like three, 4,000 people at a gig. Who's that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, Grinners. Spider Dude. Bay. Yes. You know. Fuck. Outside, all around That's, me. They're massive, man. Massive yeah. gigs, you know. Fuck. Dude, I want, I want a fucking that festival. Yeah. Like what you just said. Yeah. I want that festival. Yeah. We want, we want Body Jar. 28 days gyroscope gyroscope fucking Frenzel. gyroscope friends are wrong um dude how i want i want friends are wrong whoever wrote the abo henry song yeah because like we've had abo on the podcast i don't even know if he knows he's got a song written about him really i actually i texted him the other day yeah because a bunch of people messaged me about him on one day and yeah. i was like fuck i'm gonna text i can't see if he replies to me yeah and like two seconds later sent me a message but I've, i should send him that friends or song because i would have no idea if he even knows it exists i um i don't know if i told you this on the last podcast but i can't remember when i was like, <laughs> when, I was like when i was like 15 my buddies found a phone at the big day out and it had all these numbers in it, it had all the friends what? all friends or rom's numbers and uh i used to call gordy their drummer and i would call myself dinger uh, and, <laughs> I, and i'd be like oh god it's dinger mate you fucking owe me money mate i'm coming to get my money i was like kid yeah. you know, we'd all gather around it was a big classic and then fucking one day they called us back and and it was my mates they, they got my mates uh address and they're like oh yeah we know where you're at you're at the bar we all just shut ourselves and that was <laughs> drop the fucking no, phone we're like oh fuck they're coming you know, oh. like kids and then um they dedicated a song to dinger yeah. on their live dvd called can can't at the big day out they gave out my mate's number because we called him off um it wasn't private by mistake once right and they like hey this guy this this guy ding has been giving our drummer gordy a hard time everyone fucking give him a call and hassle him so my buddy's phone is blowing up during the wow. big day out and then the live dvd comes comes out and like this song goes out to ding and like fuck we made it man we're on the friends all dvd but the funny thing is like i'm I know Gordy I was going to say you friends I'm friends yeah. He was meant to come in And do some drum covers uh, Recently And he actually doesn't know That I'm Dinger So I fucking don't know How this is gonna, I don't know how that, That's going to fucking go down But For real? Yeah Like I just Halfway through that story I was like Oh fuck He doesn't know I'm Dinger I hope he still likes me Oh that's but, a fucking But mate I'll have to Send him that bit of the clip And let him know Yeah we'll, that we'll turn that into a clip Dinger is me And you, uh, you're welcome For a drum cover Free of charge Anytime you want <laughs> Don't bash me <laughs> Well Dan Dinger Kirby Mate I fucking love it Love it man We made it happen You are Thanks welcome Thanks for having me back You are welcome in that chair oh, You were tripping after it You felt really bad I could Yeah tell. I was dude I didn't want to pull it yeah. I, I was like Fuck I've wasted your time What a bastard No you know, I, I, nothing, I gave it two I got minutes nothing but love and, for you Yeah that so likewise, you, could, brother. you could never let me down Likewise Well maybe we'll release it saying Who knows we'll, Yeah We'll see We'll let the, we'll let the we'll people, let the know people what decide I'm like. If people If people cause Let them know I'm alright And then see what, where we go from there Yeah Because we've had Dan on one podcast And Dinger on the <laughs> other <laughs> <laughs> oh, Right Mate. Let's go get some food Yeah let's do it Legend you, Thanks for having me brother You're the man Cheers bro Fuck Bye. yes Belter Boy keep that on I'm going to get a photo of you real quick